0: of um borderline podcast disorder it's levy here and um I hope you had a good week folks. I hope you had a good week last week. Um I had an alright week, you know, I I was I was ill. I um I still can't shake off this cold man. Like I, I've I've got sick so many times and I've got just, you know, one like flu or cold after the other. At least that's how it feels like. And uh, yeah, I'm doing some. Um, I'm taking some loads of like nasal sprays now. You know to to try and be able to breathe through through the nose, and um, that was a bit frustrating. But uh, besides of that, I you know I I, I had an all right time. I I was okay. I've been thinking about you know some things. You know life's. Uh, I've strange man. Like I, I did the so, some some very good comedy shows. I had some very good gigs that I'm really happy with. I uh, my challenge of writing, you know, ten jokes a day is going well. I managed to to get some some decent um, nights to to book me. You know, I, f- I guess people people trust me. That's that's nice to to know. I I feel good about myself. I um. I did a show at um this uh comedy club called up the creek in in uh, i guess southeast london um uh, it's more like east but uh yeah so i did the i did the up the creek and um I managed to get through you know got through the five minutes of the gong show which is is kind of like what you want uh by the way, the video of that is on social media, but I was so nervous i i I've noticed that as soon as I I got there I was I was I was I was shaking I was trembling I wasn't sure that I can do it I panicked more than I I ever panicked at a comedy show um, and it was it was wild you know but uh, I guess that's because I, every time I did that show I, I I didn't do well at all and the last time when I did it which was last April I. Um, I touched uh, the the sign on stage by accident and uh, electrocuted myself. So that was uh, that's actually in that you know that that week after this event, I I had uh, I I didn't sleep for two days, and then I uh, that's when I got referred to a psychiatrist and um, got my BPD diagnosis. So um, yeah, I would say fairly traumatic, you know, to. Revisit uh, that memory, uh, but I, I really wanted to do it. You know, I really wanted to to challenge myself, and it was nice to 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 get it through. You know, it was nice to to get it done with. Now, I don't know what's next. You know, we'll we'll figure out. Um, again, got some comedy shows booked up. I don't really think I want to do uh, like competitions at the moment, just because I I don't feel comfortable with it. You know, I. Um, at least for now, I just don't feel, just don't feel well. It just makes me feel very strange, I, especially this one. You know, I can do others. I did, I did okay at other nights. You know, when, whether it's a Gong show or not, I, I'm very, very relaxed about it. You know, I'm doing, I'm doing all right. But um, yeah, that's uh, that's that. Then life-wise, I've, I've actually been, I didn't do well with my, my diet, you know, uh, not as if I follow a diet, but it's just that I, I've been very unorganized. I've been snacking loads. I think just because I felt miserable while I was ill and I'm trying to recover now, I'm actually planning to do a couple of runs. Actually, uh, I'm uh, I'm in Romania now. You know, I'm, um, I'm, I'm visiting the family. And um, I was a bit nervous, you know, before I... Um, before I got to go, I was wondering, you know, what it's gonna be like. What what's, um, what's the situation like? Where we where where do we stand, you know, with the family? Like, are we good? Are we amicable? Are we friends? And uh we're good, you know, I I mean at least the, the you know the, the people that I, I I wanna keep close to we're good, we're really really good, and uh, that's that's something i guess i um i miss my my parents its us spare huge i um i'm gonna I'm gonna go and see them um they were buried in different places um they couldn't stand in in the room together while they were alive, so I guess it was only fair in case there's an afterlife for them not to bump heads but um yeah we did that and uh i'm going to tell you next week you know what it's been like what kind of emotions i i felt in in more details but for now i think i'm just going to let you um we're just going to dive straight into the interview For everyone listening, um, just to give you a heads up, it's a brilliant interview, and I had a great time. However, it's a very heavy interview, so this is your trigger warning, okay? There is going to be a lot of talk about the way Tyson felt in uh, one of the if not the most difficult situation of his time of his life. And I will talk about, I'll I'll share some of my memories as well. So uh, be ready for that. Don't worry, though, it's about an hour or so on the interview. But, uh, yeah, be ready for it, okay? And um, I hope you enjoy and I hope you you don't feel... feel, sad or scared or anything because you know in the end of the day this is why we're doing this we want to or at least i want to you raise the awareness around it just because we don't talk about things doesn't mean they don't exist so now we talk about it and it exists and we're dealing with it he's doing okay i'm doing okay and i hope you enjoy it so thank you so much for listening and enjoy Tyson, how's it going? Good, man. Good. Happy to be here. Nice. How's the,
1: did you get here all right? What was your commute? Couldn't find the place. Couldn't <laughs> find it. Got lost as hell. Really? Yeah. yeah, well, that's... I need a new phone. Oh, well, uh, <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> I... um
0: want to say thank you you're the thank you for coming here tonight thank you for taking today thank you for taking the time um you're the first um person you're the yeah you you've, you took away the virginity of this uh studio wow yeah so wow. um
1: i hope that makes you feel better that is a great title to have i'm gonna put that on my my <laughs> cv <laughs> the guy that took the virginity of Levy's studio, studio,
0: yeah. (laughs) Uh, Well, no, that's that's good, and uh, yeah, thanks for thanks for uh, thanks thanks for doing this. Um, So, uh, how's uh, how's uh, what
1: have you done much gigging recently? What's what are you up to? I've been gigging a lot, man. I've been gigging. I've been busy. Uh, I got a whole lot of things on the go, man. I uh, recently did some shows in Belgium. Sweet. Um, Yes, yes. I uh, also just do shows all around the UK north south east west it don't matter um, I'm getting around um, yeah i'm doing a doing a show in the West End called Batsu, which is uh, an improvised comedy show um, where basically we get punished, we do improv games and then we get punished um, if we fail, so you might get your hands in mouse traps or shot with a paintball or uh, hit with an elastic band like rubber against your stomach um what else you know you might get wait who chooses the um, who's who's choosing the
0: consequences of not doing it well
1: yeah well uh wait we, so there's like a host and then right. they like basically like if you stumble over your words or you mess something up or you say something that is not funny then you get eliminated from the game and then you get the punishment, and uh, it could be like a shock collar on your neck or something like that. Like it's, yeah, it's how very entertaining to watch. How has you been so far? <laughs> it's been uh, painful, but um, you know. I Have just you got out already? Oh, oh yeah, you really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, I've gotten some bruises. It's how did you uh, get? Th- how did you get the idea to do this? Um, you know, uh, cause I do acting as well. So, um, I basically saw the advert posted on, on an acting like casting website where they were looking for comedy warriors. Uh, so it started in New York. It went to Chicago. Then they did it at Edinburgh fringe and it went really well. And so they were like, Hey, why don't we try and do it in London? And they ended up in, um, in a theater in the West end. Like it's like a proper, you know, lights, cameras, like all this kind of like, it's a big production. Yeah. Well, is it like uh, do they record it as well, or is it just uh, yeah, like a theater um, performance? It's there's there's been some recording, like we've had like press nights and stuff like that, and um, but yeah, so it's it's a it's a big thing, man. It's yeah, um, and then that's just like on top of like some other acting gigs that I do here and there, you know, just where it comes in. Just trying to make a living doing this uh, whole comedy business, you know, and comedy does not pay the bills <laughs> for very few people. Comedy pays some bills, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. (laughs) So partially, yes, yes. So that's why a lot of a lot of comedians do TV and they do other, you know, chat shows and stuff like that.
0: How long? When? When did you? um, Because by the way, you're from
1: Canada. I'm from Canada. Which city? Uh, From Vancouver. Vancouver. Yeah. Because I know all the listeners up until this point were thinking, "What part of America is this guy from?" (laughs) Uh, So now it's out there. Yeah, Vancouver, Canada. Yes. Vancouver, Canada. West nice. Coast is the best coast.
0: Oh right! I yes. Actually,
1: I, I I didn't study any geography of Canada. I have no idea of Vancouver. Is. That is crazy because there are so many Romanians there that like you probably have like a distant cousin in Vancouver. No somewhere. way! Oh, yeah. There's like especially where I grew up, I n- I had a lot of Romanian friends growing up. Yeah. So wow, Wh- when you when missed did out, you man. You ended up here. Yeah. Well, <laughs> when, <laughs> <laughs> when did you when did you leave Vancouver? Uh, I left uh, for the first time. I moved to the UK in 2014. 2014, yeah, yeah, that's almost ten years ago. Almost ten years ago, yeah. it would be and and so. It was like June 2014. So it yeah,
0: has it been on and off? Like, did you? Because did you? D- what are you doing comedy in uh, Canada as well, or do you did the? No, you started doing performing when you came here.
1: Yeah, so I mean, I did acting and stuff in in uh, because Vancouver is Hollywood North. It's the second largest film industry in North America or oh, the world for that matter okay. I guess. Um yeah so then um I wasn't doing comedy at that time. I started comedy here in the UK. Um and I Wh- What yeah. made you want to start doing comedy? Oh man, I just uh hated my life and <laughs> it was like glutton for punishment, you know. <laughs> oh nice and so now you took it on personal uh, on the physical level as well. Right. Yeah, the, the exactly. West end. Like I've got I've got <laughs> yeah. I've got no self-esteem. I think I'll become a comedian, you know. So yeah. I was gonna say that I think when you uh, you were talking about the um,
0: you know getting punished for not, not being funny. Yeah. I thought that I generally all, all I could think of was the times when I go to a gig I bomb. Yeah. And I already have this internal punishment,
1: right? <laughs> and yeah. now
0: everything yeah. that you've done, or like everything that you accepted to do, is to allow for the punishment to be external as well.
1: Yeah, imagine an audience member comes <laughs> up to you after the show and slaps you across the face. That's what it's like. You're like, I already know I messed up, but now yeah. I'm getting hit. Now, <laughs> so it's yeah. You, you feel it on every level. Of oh, God.
0: Yeah. That's, yeah, that's wild, man. I don't know. I think. Uh, when did you start? Wha- what year did you start?
1: Start doing comedy? Yeah. Um. I started doing comedy I want to say uh, just after the pandemic kind of like there was there was a few it was kind of like I was trying to like hit it in between lockdowns kind of thing you know right. so it was yeah it, it was like hey we might be going into another lockdown there might be some gigs happening and I was trying to do some stuff so that was kind of how I got into comedy but that's yeah. wild man cuz that's yeah. around
0: the time when I started and you you're doing really well, well you thank know when you. you're you've done like so much Already, and that's that's a short time, you know? You yeah. D- that's good. I'm I mean, again, who am I to judge? But that's, the, you know, well. I, I thought you did it for way longer.
1: No, no, I am a comedy virgin. Um, nice. Just, just, like, this was you you just like this room was before you. Just like this <laughs> room was before I entered it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I it took all the virginities of comedy and this studio, so... Yeah. And since then,
0: <laughs> what um, where did you perform? Because I know you did you went international very quickly.
1: Yes. Yeah. So I'm I'm pretty fortunate. Um I've done I've done several shows in Vancouver, um, where I come from. I actually did a Vancouver fringe show back in September of twenty twenty three. Um so I had a, it was called Stiff Upper Lip. I had a series of s- solo shows there um and it's a much smaller fringe than Edinburgh so all my shows were kind of like sold out which is nice well done yeah so I actually made money rather than losing money like most comedians do when they go to Edinburgh (laughs) um and uh yeah and then I've gigged in Toronto as well um because I was filming a movie out there and then I did some uh stand-up shows when I wasn't filming um and then um also I went down to Los Angeles um, and did did a bunch of shows down in, in LA I was there for nine days and tried to get as much stage time last minute as possible and that was a bit crazy trying to get stage time in LA well, yeah what was it like you know it's so hard like the only thing people care about is how many Instagram followers you have oh uh, yeah. and it happens here in London as well like it happens in the UK yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's certain comedy clubs that just won't book me because I don't have enough Instagram followers yeah. or whatever and uh, I I think that's a weird gauge of like how funny a person is. It's like, hey, yeah, like you might be hilarious, but you don't have that many Instagram followers. Um, and there's people that have a lot of Instagram followers that I couldn't really watch them for five minutes at an open mic, you know. But <laughs> they're they're there because people are like, hey, look at this guy, he's got a lot of followers or whatever, you know. I I'm I'm a bit weird on that because uh, no, I have a, w- a different a, a weird perspective on it. Okay, because sounds I like you got a lot of weird perspectives on a lot of weird things. Yeah, we're going to talk about conspiracies. Are we going to get into aliens next, or was it no? But tell me. Yeah.
0: Uh, no, we're going to uh, <laughs> the farm pharmaceutical industry first, and right. then we're going to go to aliens. But uh, before that, yeah, I I just think that with Instagram followers as well, I think it's the same as I guess TikTok. You know, again, it's it's a, but again, actually, Instagram doesn't monet You can't monetize Instagram or like you can't monetize it really well. But then also, you can have followers from anywhere in the world. So sometimes I don't know, it's just a bit. I, I I I see it. I see then, but uh, as well as that, I think uh, again, unless you're already like a breakout act and you're known, you know, very well, then regardless of li- I've never seen someone who's I don't know so who, who I follow on Instagram and thought, oh, they're performing, they're doing a gig and. North London tomorrow. I'm going to go out of my way to, you know, get tickets there. Like, I think... Mm -hmm. And uh, from people who also do their work in progress and they do, like, they have uh, one-hour shows or they build towards one-hour shows, they have to plug it just as much as, like, anyone else on... Not only social media, but, like, paid campaigns. So it doesn't... Mm -hmm. Yeah, again, that thing with the followers, I'm a bit like... uh, I guess, but, again, in the end of the day, even if someone follows you on Instagram, doesn't mean they're going to come to your club... You
1: know, so yeah, there are better ways to try and plug stuff. I guess. Yeah, hundred percent. Like I and and I and I know, like I've got friends that are not like comedy nerds. That they're like, yeah, I follow comedians on on Instagram. It doesn't mean I'm g- like like what you said. Like, doesn't mean I'm going to go watch them just because they said, oh, I'm doing a work in progress at this yeah. club tomorrow. Like, so I think it's it's kind of also like. And I heard another comedian, a guy called Ian Begg, talking about this where it was interesting where he was saying like, um, you know, you might get a... a, Suppose there's a kid who's like famous on TikTok and uh, 50% of the audience comes to watch that kid who's on TikTok and then the other 50% are just actual genuine comedy fans. Um, You're going to alienate both of them because that 50% is not going to come to your club when that TikToker is not performing. And the other 50% is going to say, well... Man, if this is the quality of comedians that we have is like this is the best, you know, I don't care who he is or if he's yeah. famous on TikTok. And that's what, you know, uh, so you're alienating that 50 percent. They're not going to want to come back either. So uh, it's really, I think, for like clubs, like shooting themselves in the foot, just booking people based on how many followers they have on any platform. You know. Yeah,
0: it's it's. Re- I mean, again, because I, I don't want to, to make it sound as if like I'm, I'm bitter, which I, I'm I'm bitter. Uh, yeah. <laughs> OK,
1: the algorithm hates well, me. Um, I've got a personal vendetta.
0: Yeah, but <laughs> I, 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 I agree. I feel like it's always this because um, I, I thought about um, one of one of my friends went to watch uh, like a TikTok famous person. Um, show in London, mm-hmm. and they were so surprised that... Basically, again, I don't want to, to give the name because it's not, <laughs> not for me to say, but uh, it rich. was... Uh, <laughs> no. But basically, they are, they are famous for, like, shorts and yeah. uh, stories and, again, TikToks, right? Uh, but then they they advertised doing a stand-up comedy show. My mate went to watch it, and he hated it. It was, like, such an a bad... Or, again... Uh, I'm, uh, I'm I'm using the words that he's used, which yeah. is you know he was just so poor. He was a very actually open mic level comedy where wow. you know he wasn't even work in progress. It was below work in progress. It it felt like you know he's only done I guess the jokes in a mirror. He's never seen any kind of. You know it, he's not seen how a crowd would behave and then that put him off you know w- liking that guy yeah. but then just like you said if you if say because that's what i think about sometimes when you go to uh like a club or like even i think even if you go to like a semi-pro night where i, where I go to and then if you see an act on who's i don't know saying something bad or mm-hmm. whether they're just like not funny and they're like either headlining or uh opening Then it puts a massive question mark on the night, you know, because you're like, well, if that's the kind of people you're, you know, because I think if you, again, if you do like a gong show and then someone uses like a a homophobic word or something, obviously you can stop it there and be like, I'm really sorry, you know, we didn't expect for this to happen. But then if it's someone that you've booked before and then it it can go either way, whether they're offensive or they are just not funny, then it makes the whole, you know, everything in question.
1: Because you're questioning every choice that that I guess promoter makes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I and I didn't think about these sorts of things until I became a promoter myself. You know, like so I uh, myself and one of your other guests, Greg Houston, we run a night called Maple Laughs in uh, the Maple Leaf Pub in Covent Garden. Uh, so two Canadian guys running a, and our, I mean our our lineups aren't just Canadians, but I mean we it it is like so hard. You know, when you're looking at like who do we book, and how do we have you know um, good lineups of of funny people that are y- you know you're you're not worried about they're gonna tear apart the audience or something like that you know and and so it's it's actually a really like challenging thing to kind of discern and figure out who to book and how to book and I all that stuff. I did organize two well I I did
0: it with two other people we've organized uh, me Sammy and Chaz. you. They're from Manchester. Mm-hmm. Uh, we organized two charity gigs for when the war in Ukraine started, and um, yeah, it was heartbreaking. You know, because sometimes I I had to like ha- when making a lineup. That's why I, I realized that that point, and even n- more recently now, when I've been uh, had the almost an opportunity to do a night, I was like, mm-hmm. I don't want to do it because it's such an yeah, it's just not for me. But then that's why when you when you said it like oh. Uh, because you do it i'm like i I feel your pain yeah yeah (laughs) yeah yeah yeah
1: Yeah. and there's so many things that i didn't think about before when i was like just working as a comedian but not on the other side of like the booking like the way people fill out booking forms you know it's like you can really easily just annoy a promoter (laughs) by trying (laughs) to be clever or whatever when you're filling out the booking it's like honestly we've got pretty simple questions on there just answer the damn questions, you know, like, don't, (laughs) you know, don't be clever about it, and so, yeah, it gets, it gets a bit weird sometimes, and, uh, yeah, it's, uh, like, there's, there's so many things where I, I have, I ran, I ran an open mic for a little bit, and, and people, um, would just, like, book on and then not show up, you know, oh, I, yeah, I've seen that before, you know, and you're, like, this is just ridiculous, so, yeah, there's so many things that now, like, as a comedian, I'm, like, much more aware of things from a promoter's perspective, yeah. and trying to be like as positive. Like all the the DMs and everything like that. It's like unless someone is explicitly asking you for like, please DM me if you want a spot. Like, don't because <laughs> 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 they're pr- they're just gonna be like, this is annoying,
0: you know? Yeah, I think it, 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 it's 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 hard to to go back on that. You know, I feel like when I, when you alienate someone. In any level, because I know sometimes when, um, yeah, when I see people that are, I don't know, again, yeah, putting me in a weird situation uncomfortable situation. I, it, and even though I'd like to think I'm not biased, I, I don't have a, a bias most of the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, it's hard to recover from that because sometimes I'm, y- I see someone, I'm like, oh no, I hate that guy, and I think, why do I hate him? And I was like, oh yeah, because he did this thing six months ago, and I was like, oh, okay, I don't really hate him, but I also don't have as much time as if I were to have. Yeah. You know, if everything was treated the way I would li- I
1: would have liked it to be treated. Yeah. Well, but I mean, it's interesting you mentioned that because, like, I was I was um, I was recently watching the, the Samuel L. Jackson masterclass and uh, he quotes a poster that he saw. So I don't know who to give credit to this quote for. But basically, um, he says, be careful of the toes that you step on today they may be connected to the ass you have to kiss tomorrow (laughs) 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 so like that's the thing man like in comedy i'm like always trying to be like i don't know like i don't want to piss anyone off yeah because they might be then running a night where i'm asking them for a spot and like there's people that have definitely rubbed me the wrong way and then they come and ask me for a spot and i'm like and your first you know
0: uh, first emotion is no, exactly, and, and also th-
1: like my night's a paid night right i'm like, yeah. am I going to pay you after you've pissed me off and something <laughs> I was like, yeah man, i don't want to <laughs> give you money to do what you do <laughs> <laughs> God
0: yeah. yeah, I think uh, you know it's, it's very very valid but that, no uh, but coming back to to something I was saying earlier it's it 's wild man like you've only yeah. done it for what oh, two years o- over two years right 2020 yeah, or twenty twenty, f- 20, 20, 20, 20 one
1: uh, kind of like borderline of 2020 to 2021. Right. I guess. Like it depends I on, it depends on what time of the, i think of when was the first. Yeah. Day. But it's still. not been like 10 years, yeah. you know, it's been, but, yeah. but
0: still it's, w- it's wild, you know, like yeah. you've done, you've done a lot and you're doing like the acting work as well. Yeah. And you know, you're, um, you're everywhere, you know, and I think for a while you weren't like, it's I true. think you, ha- you had to take a, a, a dip, uh, yeah. sabbatical. Yeah. But not That's a polite way of saying it. Yeah. Yeah. No,
1: no, <laughs> an intentional one. Yeah. Um what was that like? Yeah, man, it was it was crazy. So I was I was working with this homeless charity. Um I won't say the name, but I definitely have said the name before because <laughs> 'cause I've been like especially when I was in the peak of like my anger, I was just like, ugh, I'm gonna call these guys out. Um but yeah, I was working with this homeless charity and basically they uh they they came to me one day and were just like, Hey, We've done uh, review, we've seen your comedy videos online, and we don't like the fact that you swear in your comedy. Um, So we're gonna put you on a disciplinary. Um, And so I went through this whole disciplinary hearing, um, I got fired, um, and then I appealed it because I was just like, you can't do that. I got my job back, but under the conditions, I was not allowed to perform comedy anymore. Um, I had to remove all of my social media, so I had to get rid of Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Facebook, um, everything. Um, and I had to undergo a psychological assessment to see if my comp- if my uh, depression contributed to me posting <laughs> offensive videos online. And what they meant by offensive was swearing. Swearing, yeah. Um so yeah, and there was like there was crazy stuff as well. Like I have like my Tyson comedy logo stickers and I posted something once that said, um, hey, if you see one of these stickers you you'll get fourteen minutes of good luck because fifteen is just pushing it. And they said, Yeah, that's superstition, you're promoting good luck and so that was like they compiled a twenty six page report about why I should get fired for doing comedy. Um so I needed the job. I needed a visa because <laughs> yeah. if i lost that job it meant i was getting shipped back to canada uh one way flight so that was less than ideal so i agreed to the conditions and was like okay I, w- I won't do comedy i won't you know i won't post on social media and uh and then i had a few more gigs lined up already in my schedule that i and they were pretty like decent gigs cuz i was on this upward trajectory you know And uh, so I was like, I'm going to honor the contracts or the gigs that I had already agreed to do. Um, So I did that. Um, Videos were posted not by me, but of me from other, and photos and stuff like that, of, like, my name on a poster saying, hey, featuring Tyson Bradley, or, you know, Tyson Bradley's going to be at this place at this time. So um, they did another review and uh, then decided to fire me again um (laughs) so yeah so there was i want to say i'm trying to work out how many months it was it's got to be like eight months or 11 months somewhere in between there that i just was like any gigs that i did had to be under a fake name um i used uh, used a name richard moody um because that's the like the colonel who discovered the port moody which is where (laughs) part of vancouver (laughs) i'm from (laughs) so it was very niche but (laughs) it was like i was like no one's gonna know richard moody so uh so i'm from port moody just outside of vancouver and so um and yeah so i I was still doing some gigs but not not too many and so yeah so it's weird when you're on this upward trajectory and then you all of a sudden just have to stop. stop yeah and that's a real hard thing because in the comedy world, if you disappear for even a few months, people quickly forget who you are. And uh, they, it's not like—I mean, literally—but I mean, you know, it's like, oh, okay, he's—he's he's not around, and maybe he's not doing comedy. My, I- there's so many comedians who give up in the first like few years. You know, like I think of the time that you and I started, uh, obviously around the same time, and. How many people started with us that were at those early gigs with us yeah. that are now still going? You know, it's like you can, you know, you can probably count on your hand how many of them are still around the comedy scene today. Yeah. You know? uh, so I think that's the thing. People just kind of and they don't ask questions when you disappear. You know, they're not like, "Hey, where are you?" They're just like, "Oh, okay." Yeah. He's, he's not gigging. Okay. Cool. There are so
0: many other people around that. you, you true. Yeah, hundred percent.
1: And so it was a weird one coming back to it because then. There was all these people who had been gigging for the past, you know, say ten months or whatever. That uh, everyone else knew, but I had no idea who they were. So I'd show up to a lineup and be like, "Everyone's talking to this guy." I'm like, "Hey, like, where where did you come from? You know, (laughs) like, how long you been doing comedy?" They're like, "Oh, ten months. This is like my hundred thirtieth gig or whatever." And you're like, "Oh, so you have been around for a bit, but I've just never got to to see see you you. because we were on the same." circles i guess you know so yeah so it was a weird one coming back to it and then having to like pick up basically where i left yeah. off and and it's it's been me trying to to get to the same point that i was before i got effectively canceled uh so um trying to pick up that same kind of and be like okay where where was i then and yeah i don't i don't i still don't know if i'm back to where i was but hey you know grinding man grinding. yeah
0: well that's the thing and i think you're still like you know you're doing you're 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 doing moves and you're like you know you it looks it looks like you're doing well
1: yeah man um, I'm, I'm thankful i mean like I, especially now that i'm not working for the charity anymore like this is this is my full time thing so i'm i'm thankful i'm getting you know paid comedy spots you know i'm i'm thankful that i do get uh paid to do comedy so that's that's like that is the goal i guess you know is is to be able to to get paid so yeah i'm self-employed now um yeah and i've recently been going through my kind of finances i made a lot more doing comedy than i thought i did i was kind of surprised i was like all oh right I, d- I thought i made nothing but actually wow, i made some i mean i'm not rich i'm <laughs> i still live in a <laughs> tiny studio flat uh yeah
0: well, you know what? That's that's still better than living in a six-bedroom
1: share house, I guess. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's so yeah. there's only four other people that live in my tiny studio. <laughs> <without> <laughs> you know, <it's> just <laughs> I get one corner of the bed, and we all take a corner. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Who takes the middle? Uh, do you know what? It's it's the, <laughs> the living room. <laughs> the, 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 yeah, it's the thirteen <laughs> cats that live there that take up the middle. You know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh God, man. Yeah, but th- wh- what was that? You know, like. Because I remember seeing you at the gig, and I remember you um, telling—I think not just me, but you were just like, "Oh, I think I, I've got this like thing with work, and it's yeah. a bit weird and it's complicated, and you know." Yeah. And then I've not seen you, and I remember—I think I've messaged you like six months later or something, just because I was yeah. going through my phone, and because uh, yeah, d- yeah, I remember like you weren't even on socials. Like I, I just I know. I, and. Uh, and a thought of you occurred in my head, where I was like, oh, "I wonder where's, yeah. where's the, the the Tyson guy?" Because also I only moved to London. I think yeah. I moved to London a year ago, and uh, a couple months in, I think I've met you in my first week in London. I remember was it um, yeah, was in um, in Knightsbridge, was uh, above the the pub. Oh yeah. Um yeah it was uh, <laughs> uh comedy rumblings you know yeah, when they, wow. they w- on the older location.
1: Yeah, I remember and that. And uh
0: yeah. and then I've seen you a couple of times after I was like oh my god okay this guy is like also like grinding you know is yeah. like and then nothing. Right. Yeah. And yeah and I was like what god, uh, what was that because obviously in the meantime I think you went to Canada for a bit was that like a holiday for the um uh, uh, fringe or um, was so it just to sort, like, stuff out? Like, uh, basically, how did it feel for you? Like, how was <laughs> what was it like to be, like, I don't know, you, I guess, for for that time when you were like, oh I yeah. still want to go out. I still want to do my thing. Yeah. I can't do it. But then, obviously, now I might get deported tomorrow right. if
1: I yeah. do it. You know, yeah. Yeah, it was like every time I got on stage, I knew I was risking Deportation. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so that's uh, the stakes are pretty high. I mean, like you talk about batsu and you talk about you know getting hit over the head That's nothing compared to deporting. You know, so um, yeah, I I d- I have been back to Canada um, a few times actually in that in that period. Um, and that was mostly just because my, my grandmother was sick. She had cancer. Oh, sorry. Um, yeah, no, I appreciate it, man. They um, they have this thing in Canada where you can do physician-assisted suicide. So, um, yeah, she actually went down that route. Um, she just decided she didn't want to struggle with the cancer for too long. So, yeah, so she they basically gave her, like, a date and time. They said, on this day at this time, you're going to pass away. So, and it's, yeah, it's <laughs> it's, I know. Yeah, if you you could see the f- look on Levy's face, but uh it's yeah. uh it is wild though. I mean, like I had never experienced I anything like that before, but oh yeah. my god. So I went back. I yeah. went back for her last Christmas huh. um and then I went back to be there like her last week of her life um and I was there like like holding her hand as she died basically. Oh, man. crazy. That is, yeah. you know, I I,
0: I, fir- I think there are some other countries that do that. Because I, I know yeah. I heard about something like it before. And I know for a while they tried to make it in Europe as well. Yeah. But I didn't get through.
1: Yeah. Um, I can't remember exactly which countries do have it. but I
0: think it actually might have, uh, but I might be wrong. But it might have been Belgium. <laughs> really? Oh, I yeah. think so. Because I remember. Maybe
1: Netherlands, maybe?
0: Mm, yeah. I, can't, I, I, I f- Maybe. Because I know it was like um, the that like part of. Europe or like Netherlands, Belgium. Yeah. But I just, I generally can't remember what country, but I remember looking, w- watching on telly and it was literally videos of people who had like, um, basically like, were like on life ending treatment. Yeah. Or th- no, we, it's not life ending, but like in, basically, like, the stage four of something really bad. Yeah. Um, and um, they were basically begging the... Basically, like, the... the pre- oh, yeah, because there was um, uh, this thing in Romania that became a bit popular, like, had a bit of a spree that people would um, write to the president of yeah. Romania saying, please, let the doctors... Or, like, please, wow. I, I would, I, I'm begging you to be allowed to be put down. And that's how I remember it was like. Uh, and again, sorry, put down as if he was a pet, but that's yeah, a, that's well a that's the like, close. You know? Well, that's the closest thing that I can think of. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it became like a huge thing where people were, um, yeah, just kind of like desperately trying to just get out, which is is crazy.
1: Yeah, it's a huge debate, and and not everyone is in agreement about it on either side. But yeah, yeah and I was I was kind of conflicted with being like do I like support this or do I not support it but I think when s- someone has made that choice and they're in that position I kind of just was like I don't want to rock the boat so I didn't want to be like debating my grandmother in her last week of her life yeah. and being like should you do t- is this morally right but it was um like just just being there to you know support and she was like generally she used to be like a healthy you know um before she got cancer it was like she went skydiving for her 80th birthday she like zip-lined in Vegas, you know, and this is like as a, yeah, o- as an old woman. <laughs> so, yeah, she was my neighbor growing up. Uh She was she was the best. She was a huge inspiration to me. Like, you know, you have those grandparents that you don't know so yeah. well. Yeah, um, I knew her very well. We used about. to, yeah, see each other all the time. So it was weird. We didn't have a history of cancer in my family, and then to just, like, see someone go through that and just very quickly just deteriorate, you know.
0: I know I've seen it on... Um, I mean, I'll have to. I'll, I'll put a uh, trigger warning on this as well uh, in the um, bio, but um, <laughs> uh, yeah, just because you know, just to be on the on the safe side with the the listeners. By the way, we broke into twelve countries uh, wow. as of yesterday. Wow! Um, but he coming back, yeah, virgins of those the countries, um, countries, listeners listen uh, <laughs> for the <laughs> podcast. But uh, yeah, um, I know that I because I again I um, I thought. About dying loads of times, yeah. And I, I know, speaking about it with like with my, uh, I was actually speaking with the, my therapist, you know. And I was like, yep. well, how is it, you know? Because basically, yeah, it was someone who I know that's passed away uh, by suicide uh, earlier this year. And I was like, I don't really, you know, blame them. I don't judge them because it's like a decision that they made. But then, obviously, uh, my my therapist said this thing, which I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, well, you know, if you m- look say you today you've decided to to wear those shoes yeah you it's not an ultimate decision while well, that's the ultimate so you have to think that you know cuz there is no comeback you know like yeah. it, 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 it's it's kind of like you you not only but you have to hold it so that's why I feel like again it's still like not to I'm in the situation where like you know you if that's what she felt that's what she felt and I think it's especially with like something that's physically absolutely like destroying you and it makes you feel yeah. Terrible. Then why would you? D- yeah, again, I I I see both sides, but yeah. still, sorry to hear about your grandma. No, it sounds I appreciate, man. Yeah, yeah it sounds wild, man. And it,
1: yeah, it was it was one of those things that I never really had to think about. What is my position on this <laughs> issue? Yeah, <laughs> until I was like faced with it, I was like, whoa, okay. So I still don't really know where I stand. I still feel weird about it, but th- you know, I, I yeah, I think it's it's the same as
0: many other things. It's just a case to case yeah. scenario. Like I can't. I d- I wouldn't be able to have a justification for every single person who either chooses or not to of use course. it. I'm yeah. just I feel like in your in your situation and again without knowing your grandma without like knowing what was in her head, what's happening and how yeah. around her, I kind of see that you know the thing where especially when you mentioned that oh she was w- she was a healthy you know a lady was, like yeah. she was doing like wild stuff you know yeah. uh, before that I think t- to because at least I guess if it's someone who's historically struggled with their well-being when they get sicker they're like oh fuck okay it's just another bump on the road but then if it i feel like it it feels worse for people who are like and i know you mentioned before about like with work with like depression i think it's the first time when you're like facing that because i know for me it was the first time when i actually opened the door and i was like oh what the fuck is in my head and that's where you feel the weakest because it's the first time because you think you're on a high yeah and then you're not on a high anymore you're just on a low and you yeah. and i guess even with cancer where it's like no fault of your own sometimes it's the the genes sometimes it can be yeah. the things around you you know and how do you can't
1: justify that it's no yeah. of course i think people like the idea of having some sort of autonomy over their death you know to be like i'm dying on my my terms my terms yeah. you know so um like choosing to to die before it gets too bad you know yeah. like it was it was still bad like it, but it was not as bad as i guess it could have gotten but yeah yeah um so yeah just i don't know it's uh so <laughs> it's one of those things and it's like yeah Th- this is the thing i've lived in the uk so long that there's so many laws that now are like getting passed in canada that i've just had no interaction with you know like Fair. like even, you know, uh, marijuana laws, you know, like marijuana has been legalized in Canada and I have never really like lived there when it was legalized, you know, so I never had to engage with the conversation or yeah. same thing with this physician assisted suicide. I never had to engage with the conversation because it was like, I don't, I don't it's live in happened, that country. Yeah. You know, it's not my country, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. But wha- also like what
0: made you want to, um, like leave Canada? or Like what made you actually want to do comedy in England? You know?
1: I moved here for love.
0: Oh um, cute.
1: Yeah, no, I just love the great weather in That's right.
0: Yeah. Makes sense, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, just as I look out out the window and say <laughs> 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 it's uh yeah, people it's that time of year when uh when when people people like if I if I complain about the cold, people go, "Oh, this is nothing for you because you're from Canada." And I'm like, "Yeah, but I'm from the part of Canada that is like very mild you know it's like it gets a lot of rain um and not very much snow so very much like london so no this is not nothing for me if it's snowing in london i'm dying just as much as any other londoner um and also i haven't lived there for like nearly 10 years so um yeah But, uh, yeah, so basically, I visited on holiday in 2012. I came here. I had some friends who lived in in England and uh, spent a week in Bournemouth and a week in London and was just like, yeah, I'm going to live there one day and uh, went back to Canada and, uh, yeah, was was in a relationship. And then we got together. We uh, decided 2014, we were going to move here. So, yeah and then i was I was here for two years on a on a youth mobility visa I had right. to go back for um like once the visa expired, I had to go back and then um I got sponsored uh to work in the homeless charity yeah, so that was how I ended up so you've been. Oh yeah, you've been working for that company for a while then, no? Yeah, Seven I was there, there for years. like six years, yeah, yeah, yeah years. and I got, um, and then that's how I got my permanent residency, so I have my nice. indefinite leave to remain, so I'm not getting kicked out anytime soon, I hope. <laughs> um, <laughs> who knows what they'll try next, but uh, they certainly tried, they certainly tried. Oh man, that's out, wild. You can't get me down. I'm grinding away, baby, you know, just like, <laughs> just like the way I came back from the comedy, I'm mean, going to come back from deportation. So I hope to get a British passport soon. Also the, uh, that under that a different name? Yeah, maybe <laughs> I'll get a British passport. It's <laughs> <as> Richard Moody.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Just <laughs> to make it official. Yeah, you I know? know.
1: Tyson's left. Tyson, <laughs> But Richard's yeah. still here. Yeah. Richard Moody, he survives. He lives to see another day. Wow. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I'm fortunate
0: enough to have come in here when we were uh, when England was a part of the European Union. Oh, I remember that. I remember those so days. So it was really it was, it was easy in the old days. I think about, like, other people and how, you know, I don't have to think about stuff, especially now I'm a resident, what ev- yeah. et cetera, et cetera. But it's just, yeah, I don't know. It's like so one of those things that you don't think, because I know, for example, I'm trying, I was looking at the um, they do a lottery t- um, visas for America from Romania. All right. <laughs> yeah, and I was thinking, I, I, uh, I, w- I w- I'm probably gonna apply for them but uh yeah. it's just wild to i don't know like in my head to think about this whole well i can only live there for a couple of years and I, even though when i came to england i was meant to be here for a couple of years yeah and now it's almost 10 right yeah you know that's so that's what I happens man yeah 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 i was like oh yeah i'm just gonna go there it's for country. a few
1: months maybe two years finish college come back and yeah yeah. They're always trying to kick people out of this country because everyone wants to stay. Everyone comes <laughs> here for a little holiday and then goes, I'm not leaving. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what happened to me. It's what happened to you. It's, and w- it's, it's wild. I don't even, I think um, when I came in here, I have
0: never visited, I didn't travel like on holiday. Yeah. I even remember looking at the uh, map of like Manchester the first time when I... have Seeing that I am moving and I got like the postcode because we have we have zip codes in Romania, right? The postcode, okay. And I got the postcode and I was like, it <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, I couldn't believe how big Manchester was because <laughs> I was like, oh, so the stadium is not next to my house, ah. <laughs> you know, like one of the like Man City or United grounds, right? I was yeah. like, oh, interesting.
1: And yeah, like w- I don't
0: know what kind of like I don't know what Vancouver is like or like the Isle Isle of Moody you said.
1: What is the what port? P- oh port Moody, yeah, port Moody. yeah, yeah. It's just a little suburb of, of Vancouver. Oh, right, okay, but yeah. it's like
0: Vancouver, is in like the city of Vancouver, and the it's just
1: outside of Vancouver. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, but nobody knows Port Moody.
0: And you're here. Is your family in uh,
1: Canada? Or yes. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, All of them are back there. Um, so I've got some family in a couple of different parts of Canada. How are you
0: feeling about like? Uh, do they know about like your comedy career? Do they know about like the things that you're trying to do? What's
1: yeah yeah they uh I, th- I think most of them know um I, I don't think it's a huge secret um yeah i think I, and and like you know like my mom is like my biggest fan oh like nice if anyone s- follows nice me on it. social media you'll see like comments from my mom because <laughs> <laughs> she is my biggest fan um, oh. she supports me like no one else that was beautiful uh, man. so it is it is beautiful um She's also my biggest heckler, but you know it's <laughs> fine. It's fine. Cheers, <laughs> mom. You know, but no, that's good. <laughs> so when you were in Vancouver, imagine, did she come out to watch the show? She did. She did come to watch the show. Yeah, and she hates it because I always pick on her. I oh. always, I always look at her, and I she'll wear a Tyson comedy T-shirt like what I've got on, and I'm like, hey, where'd you get that T-shirt? How do I know you? And, and I'm <laughs> like. A, she's yeah. she's not that ca- like she's not like me in terms of like she doesn't want to be on stage she doesn't want to be the center of attention yeah. she's not like going to go to a party and be the person in the room so when i'm like calling her out in front of a crowd of people <laughs> she's like oh god <laughs> leave me alone kid i just came to support you what's her name her name is karen karen lee karen lee yes shout yeah. out to karen lee shout out to <laughs> karen lee bradley um
0: That's so nice man, I'm glad and Is up. she visiting you anytime soon or has she visited you
1: since you moved? She's here? been she's been to the UK a few times, oh yeah. Nice. Yeah, and, and has seen me perform around the UK. She came to watch a, a show in Blandford out in Dorset. Um yeah, we went to Stonehenge together and then I went and did this comedy gig. So wow. that was cool. Yeah, I got to do that and uh again called her out in front of the crowd, <laughs> you know. I can't help myself. Um yeah. Because I was asking people, I was like, hey, where do people travel from to get to this gig? Someone was like, I came from Sheffield. I was like, yeah, but did you come from Canada? <laughs> and I was <laughs> like, no one's come that far, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, yeah. so she, she's my biggest supporter, and I, uh, I respect the hell out of her. That's cute. That's yeah. beautiful, man. Well, yeah, it's cute. Yeah, cute and beautiful. Cute, and and mommy's and the boy. Yeah, yeah, so <laughs> cute. I <Yeah. laughs> love <Yeah>. the accent. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, I got
1: accents, buddy. I got accents.
0: I know because you do. Do you still do uh, like impersonations
1: or uh, you uh, know because you did
0: like some like characters? I did. Do yeah, yeah I did.
1: So yeah, my comedy career has been kind of weird. Where it's like I started off doing just like traditional stand up, and then and then I got bored of that, and I started doing characters. Um, because I was like I love alternative comedy I love Jim Carrey Robin Williams Andy Kaufman like I love Andy Kaufman Um, and so I started doing characters and unfortunately someone told me they were like you know like characters are cool and all but you'll never get booked in at like the big clubs doing characters and so I like I don't know this is the thing people always give you advice in comedy sometimes you take it sometimes you leave it and I decided I was like well okay you know maybe if i'm doing an alternative night i'll do a character but um apart from that yeah i've kind of gone back to doing and then this was the other thing so i i started doing my sets that were like literally word for word written down i knew exactly what i was going to say had my type 5 10 15 whatever but um then you know someone again someone came up to me after a gig and was like hey you know, your written material is good, but when you start riffing, like, when you start talking to the audience, that's when you come alive, and so I was like, man, I wonder what would happen if I just started, like, if I just did an entire set where I don't plan out what I'm going to say before I get up there, and if I just improvise the whole time and just do, like, improvised material. So, yeah, so that's, um, so that's what I do now. That's, like, my, my thing is, like, I, I don't plan out. Hundred percent of what I'm going to say. I have. O- I've always like. I spend a lot of time writing. Yeah. Um. I've got loads of written down jokes on my computer and in my phone and stuff. But, um, whether they ever see the light of day. So I like the exercise of writing. But I still just like, you know, I think it's like I I learned the rules of comedy and then broke them. Um, <laughs> and I think you have to learn the rules of comedy before you break them. But, yeah, yeah and I think
0: uh, with the, uh, the alternative I. D- I don't know. I, I it, sometimes I'm jealous at, uh, at at people like you because um, sometimes <laughs> <That'll> I, be. <laughs> I want to do crowd work and yeah. I can't because I I mean I speak English. I've been here for a while, you know. Yeah, but I mean, it's good thing I got subtitles for you right now, which is good. Yeah, <laughs> but <laughs> I can't. I can't like if, if I can't do crowd work because every time I'm like, what are you saying? Right. And I, you know, it's hard for me to to get a um, a. B- timely response i know (laughs) yeah yeah and uh, that's one of the things i was actually thinking even now as you were you were talking in my head i was like should i start should i I try it and i was like no as as you (laughs) were going i was like no yeah probably not
1: yeah i don't know it's just like it's a weird way that my brain works that it thinks very quickly and it thinks of jokes very quickly and i'm and i always even before doing comedy was the guy who i'd be around the pub and someone would make statement and i would be able to just start riffing off of that and start coming up with and i could essentially just be at a table full of people in a pub doing crowd work i could do that and it's just how my brain works so it's a matter of like doing that on stage and um some people don't like it when you do that though that's the thing i've discovered now is that um some people for whatever reason, they get weird about you doing crowd work. They'll be like, "I just want to see you doing written material. I don't want to see you doing any crowd work." I've seen, uh, but
0: then uh, you see that's the thing. It, it's different. I guess different type of comedy, you know, because yeah. I've seen. Uh, I know um, this guy from uh, Liverpool. Um, I've uh, seen him, and I think I, I gigged with him a couple of times on like uh, um, when he was like trying bits. But he was he's he's doing. Uh, Crowd work and like yeah. riffing, yeah. He's and he's traveled to like Australia and he's right. been to America. He's been to Estonia. Of all the, yeah, you I know, s- like because y- I still like follow him on social media sure. and I see him. Um, where in uh, again, he's in its mo. He's only, um, it's only him just talking to the crowd, and yeah. obviously he, he brings back stuff that he might have mentioned before. But you know, he allows. I don't know. Yeah, and I find it exciting. I feel. Again, yeah, I, g- I guess sometimes it can go both ways because I also seen people trying to do crowd work, and then after a while, I'm like, well, the crowd has to give you something, and I yeah. think it's like um, you had the thing about like your improv night as well, which where you're like, you know, you yeah. I need an, like audience because that's how you feed off. Yeah. So I guess it's. I think in in your looking at you, I think it's nice to be able to master or to handle both, because then you yeah. know you can. If You like, say, I don't know, you have a crowd that's not very responsive, yeah. You fall, you you fall you back on back. your comment, like on written jokes, yeah. But then, if you have a, uh, I guess, uh, even like a rowdy, which I can't, I like rowdy crowds I again, like rowdy I rowdy don't, rowdy. don't interact with them because I can't, <laughs> but I, I still love doing it because sure. I, I love seeing that change when they're like talking to each other and they stop talking because they want to listen to my punchline, yeah. or maybe they're trying to figure out what I'm saying, yeah. Um, yeah, but I just yeah, I I think it's it's such a, it's a captivating because I it's I I like it more when you know you have to like tame a tough crowd yeah than it is to even though again I I, I love it when people are very supportive it's not to say that yeah. not,
1: but is because it it's more challenging yeah it's funnier you know yeah I think like for me like in my experience of doing crowd work um, the crowd loves it. But it's it's what I'm saying is that it's like other comedians who are the ones that or like maybe even some promoters that are just like, yeah, I don't like that. You're just doing crowd work. And you're like, well, I'm getting up on stage and I'm making people laugh. That's my job as a comedian. Yeah. Regardless of how I'm doing that, I could use props. I could do slapstick. I could do crowd work. I could do my standard written jokes. But your job as a comedian is make people laugh. And I don't like when people come up and complain about how you made people <laughs> laugh. You know, it's like, well, I did it. You as know? well as, that's the thing. I, I think it's
0: because it I, I, this is one of the fi- things I found as well where, you know, it's okay for me not to like some type of comedy, yeah. but it doesn't mean that it's the wrong type of comedy. Right. Because, li- yeah, I, I just don't. I And I've seen that before, and I've seen it sometimes with. Um, in my situation, people are like, oh, no, I wouldn't do that. I would, you know, and uh, this is the only way to do it. No, it's not the only way because it's, it's, it gets, it's, it's an art form. Again, so sometimes yeah. you see people who have very well-written jokes and, like, timed jokes and yeah. they, they don't do well. And sometimes they do very well. But then, again, like you said, sometimes if you see the crowd is laughing because you're just, like, calling someone out or because yeah. you're, you know, chatting with someone, yeah. then just let them do, it. like you said, yeah, because it, comedy is, like, such a, it's, a faci- it's fascinating because you have so many ways of getting that laugh out so just let anyone again just because i wouldn't do something that you're doing doesn't mean that what you're doing is wrong so
1: yeah i would never tell a comedian how they should be doing their comedy you know what i mean i'm like hey that's your style that's your thing that's your your even your character or your persona on stage i'm just like that's okay that's you right and you're gonna find the people that resonate with that and the people who don't and um yeah, I just find it weird when people start coming and being like, oh, you can't do that or you shouldn't do this and you're know, like, Well, then you don't do it, okay? How about that? You know? Yeah. And, um Yeah. But yeah, it's it's um there there are so many different different ways of, of doing it. I was gonna say something else, I completely forgot, Now I'm waffling, which is not good. That's hmm? <laughs> no, okay, you can you can do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did you wanna
0: talk about the uh twenty twenty one? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Talk I mean to I me. Yeah. Well, I don't know how to to introduce. Uh, you don't know how, <laughs> introduce yeah, how to, to introduce it. Yeah, to introduce it, because I I only found out know? about it. Uh, yeah. Recently, it's okay. Yeah, I only
1: found out about it recently, and uh, yeah, I'm just. Yeah. Again,
0: If you want, if you're comfortable talking about it, I'm I'm yeah, hundred
1: percent, man. Curious. Yeah, I think it's um, it's a topic that like doesn't always get spoken about um in terms of uh, comedians who struggle with depression um, you know, I think uh, like our job is to be funny people. And, um, and so what people see is us on stage being funny people and, and assuming that that's just like how we are 24 seven. And, uh, uh, yeah, some people are just like that, you know, and that's, that's great if they can do that 24 seven. Um, oh, the other thing I was going to say was that like, I noticed that when I was when I was only doing my written jokes that um, I would get to my punchline and I've told this punchline a hundred times and by the time I get to the punchline, I was bored of it. Mm. So what I liked is that when you can see me on stage, genuinely, like I'm thinking this up on the spot. like it's, This is genuinely the first time I've ever said this joke. Yeah. I think people see that look in your eyes and they're like, wow, that's cool. How did he just think of that? Yeah, you know that um, sparkle. Like, oh yeah, that God, spark. And, yeah. and 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 I think the comedians who do tell the same joke a hundred times in a row, they have to show that spark, but knowing that their punchline's coming, right? Like, they have to show the same spark yeah. and be like, oh, this is, like, I have to act like I just thought of this, even though I've said that a hundred times. Yeah. I've, because
0: that's what I do, basically. I do the right. same joke
1: over and over again. Right. And I'm like if it's too predictable to you or you're bored of it the crowd is going to be bored of it and and they're going to be like ah. oh he's clearly said this 100 times and yeah. he's tired of it okay okay so almost it's like you have to act and be like oh i just i just thought of this thing you know like that's what i uh, uh, i try to do now where i i look at
0: basically rather than listening to my set i i watch my set right. and i want to see my body language cuz i know i've noticed sometimes when <laughs> i deliver some punchlines if I change like my face expression or like my you know like if I I don't know like open up my shoulders a bit more or yeah. I just have one and I'm like yeah that's that's kind of new and that's it, it that's that's the punchline yeah. oh yeah that's kind of new yeah. and people are fu- loving it yeah if I say so myself no of course but I think yeah. it's by, based on the fact that I just like my eyes go like, yeah that's kind of new and right. the, you know like the. Sarcasm that comes yeah. with it, and sar- that I display with it, right? And I'm like, oh shit! So yeah, that I that it's something that I'm working yeah. on at the moment, where I'm trying to, because I I also agree with you. I think uh, that's what I've noticed, especially because I I t- always try to just perfect what I what I've got, mm. but um, crowds can feed off it. Like it's so easy for I- if it basically if they are they if they they can see that you're tired of a joke, right? So if like my goal now is to. Not be tired of the joke and yeah. just try to find different ways. Try to again, like, change my face, even uh, at the in this for a second, just be like, <gasps> This is exciting, even right. though I've done it, yeah, hundreds of times. Yeah, I'm like, Yeah,
1: how cool is this? Eh?
0: Right? And then everyone's like, Oh, yeah, nice, I like yeah. it. So, yeah, yeah, I think
1: people want to believe that it's like the first time you've ever said it, right? Yeah. And, and so, if you get up there and it's too rehearsed, then, um. People are just like, oh, right. Well, it's just basically a monologue. It's it's basically just acting, you know. Yeah. And uh, it doesn't feel as genuine, I guess. Maybe so. That's and I and I maybe I just felt like I couldn't. I wasn't a good enough actor, maybe to be like, oh, here's my punchline, you know. So now it's genuinely like when I'm making jokes on stage, it's like, no, I I really did just think of this, and you know. I think it's
0: also about like you know what's challenging for you because again, yeah. you have to enjoy. It. I think it's it. it sometimes it's g- it gets like uh forgotten or put aside that ultimately um at least i, I look at like what the reason why i'm doing it you know yeah. i'm not at the point where i'm not making money of it i'm not living of it i would like to eventually yeah. but at the moment it has to make me happy yeah. you know and I, it has to give me some joy so if you if you're doing a set or like if you're doing a joke regardless of how good the joke is for the audience because some people are like oh yeah you just do what the audience wants well again it has to you ha- it has to be a, like a yeah. sort of a partnership you know you you go only so far I, you're you're still loving it. You can't, because otherwise I just feel like a, a muppet. You know, like I I, I had the sort like a puppet, no muppet, puppet. <laughs> I feel like a puppet because yeah. I I remember, um, uh, I can't even remember the joke because I haven't done it for ages. But mm-hmm. one of my my mates who used to go when I started comedy with me, was like oh people love that, people love that. But I just didn't like it, you know. Right. And I was and look, two years later I ended up not doing it, just because I was like well I don't. I feel bad when I d- or like I don't feel comfortable doing it it is not me so yeah. even though apparently it was
1: nice and people loved it yeah yeah I mean I yeah I I've I've had topics I used to talk about like I used to talk about my ex-wife uh a couple of times not very often I did it a few times and and then it wasn't getting laughs and I was like well you're not enjoying this I'm not enjoying this why am I talking about my divorce this sucks <laughs> so <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I stopped talking about it um but yeah. Also, what I like about live comedy is that it's like it's not Netflix. So people, I want to give them an experience that f- they feel like I could have only gotten this experience on this night in this place in this random village in Norfolk. You know, like that's what I want to give people. So yeah,
0: that uh, makes sense. And th- I I mm-hmm. I think about um, your like traveling as uh, like I think is is it Jim Gaffigan because he loves travel. Like you know, yeah. have you heard the story that apparently they were. Um, like there are posters in in towns in Russia with like yeah with Jim Gaffigan's face on because he would just like basically he would go to the most randomest countries or play whatever basically if he sees like there is some some sort of engagement yeah he will go there right And, um, yeah, because I think uh, I was listening to a podcast, uh, which I will not name because I'd rather you listen to this. Of course, only listen to this podcast. But, uh, yeah, he was talking about how he he finds it more, rather than doing basically rooms in like Chicago or New York or L.A., he'd rather go to like a town somewhere, you know, and try to fill up that what uh, like a town hall? Yeah, you know, try and do like to try to make those people like spread the laughter that far rather than just being like, yeah, Manhattan is crazy this time of day, <laughs> you know, yeah. this kind. Of, and I was like, it's it's such an I- it's beautiful. Uh, it's not for everyone, but yeah, it's just incredible. I think c- I I've seen like I think it was on on um, Twitter. Uh, no, sorry, previously known Twitter now X. X. Yeah. Um, there was like a poster, and he had like Jim Gaffigan's name. Spelled in Russian. Yeah. I was just like, (laughs) this is fucking... Yeah. yeah,
1: It's brilliant. Yeah. I mean, like, honestly, some of my best gigs in the UK have been in these, like, small towns where there's, like, 2,000 people who live there, but they have a pub and a post office, and uh, the only thing happening that night is the pub comedy night, and, uh, and like, half the town comes out to see it, because they love it. They're like, we never get comedy in our little town, and so... Um, they are genuinely. They show up. They are ready. They are loving it in London. You could go to comedy nine, ten times a night. You know, if, I mean, not that you would have the time for it, but there's so much. Yeah, you have in an London. option, and I think yeah. I don't know if you found this as well, but
0: I noticed that they they f- they, they are more like on yours. Uh, 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 like even though earlier I was like, oh, I like to to win crowds over, but sometimes yeah. with those gigs, because I think when especially at this level when I, I travel out of my own pocket, you know, I, yeah. I, I pay for my travels. Sure. I don't and then I have to travel back an hour extra in the evening because of how late it is and you know, barely sleep anyway. But then I go in this like again a town and it's only like an hour outside of London. Yeah. And I you see those people just like Being happy to be there, they're like, oh, again, we could have chosen to be at home, but we didn't. We wanted to be out, and we wanted to be here, and we're going to have a great time. And, yeah, some of my best, I I agree, some of my best gigs were in places where I was hoping for my phone not to die, because I (laughs) wouldn't be able to either get there or
1: get back home. Yeah. Yeah. And some of these places where I've just like never even heard of them, yeah, right, you know. And I'll tell my friends, I'll be like, "Oh, I'm performing in like Trunch," and they're like, "What? Where, <laughs> where's Trunch? Right?" Yeah, <laughs> I'll be like, it it up? "Yeah, exactly." Well, people thought that when I was like, "Oh, I'm doing a gig in Ramsbottom," and they were like, <laughs> "Ramsbottom—that sounds n- made up." Yeah. but no, it's a real place, just north of Manchester, and uh, I performed there and loved it. I had a great time.
0: Ramsbottom. you know bottom. <laughs> I've done it as well because I did the Bolton was one of my it's like obviously Peter Kay's from there, right? But yeah, I, I love Bolton, Ram <laughs> Bolton. I love. Nobody's uh, ever said they love Bolton. Come on. Now. No, I know, but I I just <laughs> I think the accent there though because like if you if you see someone speaking with a Bolton accent, <laughs> it's like the one of the funniest things that you can at least to me is like right it's right it's music to my ears like weird music but <laughs> you know yeah that's, that's a very strange
1: song that you've been listening to the yeah the Bolton accent.
0: Yeah, I, I love I uh, there is a I I would definitely recommend you to watch it because it's like it's for free on Daily Motion and stuff. It's okay. called Phoenix Nights.
1: Oh, Phoenix Nights, okay. Yeah, it's uh, it's like a TV show. Yeah. I've th- seen Peter Kay. i I've seen him live at the O2, yeah, twice,
0: yeah. Well, there is a it's a show that he made right. called Phoenix Nights. It's f- uh, it's about uh, a club in Bolton called Phoenix. Right. And it's funny cuz the the name of the club is Phoenix because it's burned down and it's risen <laughs> rising right, from the ashes right. <laughs> fair play <laughs> and he plays this guy in a wheelchair as well and it's nice. just it's again i, I it's some of the things that he's he's doing that he wouldn't get away with now
1: no and like I, th- I love those shows <laughs> though i love those ones where they're like ooh you never get away with that today. i started watchy- watching curb by the way
0: Okay. <laughs> yeah, for the first time. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, this is, d- I, you can't tell it's been done in 2001 or like 2003, yeah. <laughs> just because some of the things are, are, are wild. But I, I find it hilarious, especially because like, I feel like with Larry David, I, I have a, a love hate relationship for him. Because I know he's, he's, I love the fact that he's took, like, oh, people think of me as an asshole. I'm just going to yeah. do this whole show about me being what people f- really
1: think I am. Yeah. And I just thought it was incredible. Did you ever hear the story of the guy who got, um, he got, he was, he was, uh, he was accused of murder and I think it was murder, but he was accused of some crime. He was going to go away for a long time. And his, his alibi was that he was at an LA Dodgers baseball game and, uh, and no one believed him, but Curb Your Enthusiasm was filming an episode that night. And they panned across the audience, or uh, of the people watching the baseball game, and they zoomed in on this guy and found that he was in fact at the baseball game at the time of the murder. So Larry Davis was the one who got him off uh, from Curb Your Enthusiasm just because they were filming an episode at the game that night. No way! Crazy story. Yeah, that's mad. Yeah. So well done to the. TV show for getting <laughs> this guy <laughs> off for murder. Doing very w- clean <laughs> shots. Yeah, clean, <laughs> clean cut. Pan. Yeah. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah, man. Yeah. So,
0: yeah, I still, oh, my God. Yeah, it's, it's mad. And, again, I I love Larry Larry David. I think it's, it's such a, f- and he's such a good writer as well. Because I, my, I love writing, too. Mm. And that's why I just find, because I'm more, rather than the you know, the acting or anything. I love sure. like the idea of writing. Good. And I just, f- I love him. It's like, he's such a yeah. clever, g- and I don't know, like, I maybe, again, it's because, you know, he, he was like, I feel like he maybe sometimes arguably was like the right, right person at the right time, you know? Yeah. But still, kudos for him, man. And yeah, yeah. The f- to make a TV show about, like, why
1: people should hate you. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's I l- l- you know, like I was saying, I love those shows that it feels like when you're watching it in, like, 2024, like, it feels, like, naughty. You know, yeah. you feel like you're like a naughty school child that's like staying up and eating candy when you shouldn't, you know? Yeah. You're like, am I allowed to be watching this right now? Is mom and dad going to get mad <laughs> at me? You know, like it's not mom and dad anymore. It's the it's the woke brigade who will get mad at you now for watching it. But there's like certain th- like there was a comedy special I watched of one of my favorite comedians and it was filmed in the early 2000s and I dare not mention the name or the special because if people catch on and watch this thing in 2024, they will try and recancel him. Re uh, uh, well, not that I don't—I don't think he ever did get cancelled. He's dead now. Oh. Um, but uh, yeah, <laughs> I was like watching this thing, and he was doing like accents and things that you just couldn't get away with now. And uh, I was like, I'm not going to tell anyone about this <laughs> because Holy I do not shit. want it to get like popular again. I don't want people to like resurface this video. <laughs> yeah, but then have you, you know?
0: seen the, the bit about like Sam Morrill? No. Sam Moral. Well, basically, it's not him getting canceled. I love him. He's such a good... Like, I feel like when I think of New York and yeah. New York comedy, I think of Sam Moral. Okay. He's such a... Um, anyway. And he has a bit about how um, basically people went on like full circle of like canceling people. <laughs> which again i i think that the the idea is f- with some fucking like freaks out there sure. fair enough you know yeah. the peop- some people deserve to know and then deserve to just like stay off the air because oh yeah, but then yes. you see like with this cancel thing you just for a few years and then they are back anyway right coming back to some moral story it was like talking about how okay so we went from like canceling people who did stuff and like they're still around to now going through like the Dead people, yeah, are trying to cancel them, and then uh, again, I can't remember who he used as an example, but I just thought it was a really funny story where they were like, they were like trending. This guy, like, guy trended on Twitter, which apparently was again, he was a racist, so fair enough, you know. Yeah, yeah. But the guy is dead, <laughs> right? And, and but he was trending on, on X at some point, right? Because people were like, oh, we should cancel
1: this person. I'm like,
0: he's so gonna we do? Do? give
1: yeah. him a lecture, you know, <laughs> put him to diversity classes and tell him he's gonna learn how to. You know, but he's dead. <laughs> but he's dead, you know? <laughs> <laughs> right? So, like, he's yeah, just yeah, a fool. I know, hope you're being diverse in the afterlife. You know, I hope <laughs> that you've learned your lessons. You know, I hope you're not still yeah. making those kind of jokes in eternity. I like. <laughs> I <laughs> think I. I feel like Bill
0: Burr. Where I'm like, you know, if you if you think of someone old, yeah, then just assume that they might have said or done something wrong.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Because look, uh, that's probably true. I think I yeah. and I look. I've seen my. Like, my mom and my dad, when... You're uh, trying to cancel your mom and your dad right now? Oh, uh, they're dead. Oh, so right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But you can still cancel?
1: Them, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Like it's not too late. Yeah they, yeah, they
0: might still be... uh But, no, I just... Okay, I'm not going to say what they've done or what they said, but <laughs> sure. some... Yeah. And then I'm thinking about it, I'm like, I don't think you can, you know, like, that, that's not... That's not right. Yeah. And then... And for uh, for a very long time, because again, that's what one of my uh, my uh, therapist told me about. It because yeah. I was like, you know, you can hate and love someone, and you can hate things that someone do or said or whatever, but then you can still love the person. Yeah, because I was like, oh, I, I think for especially with my dad for a while, I was like, is it just like a, a terrible? Like, am I loving like a, a bad person? And it was like, no, it was just you know. Again, he did some bad things, but sure. you, you still, uh, you, you're, you, whatever feelings you have are very valid and you yeah. can both hate and love something. And I was like, oh, yeah, fuck, that's so true. But yeah, that yeah. thing with, with Bill, Bill Burry was incredible when he was just like, you know what, just assume that they they said something wrong. And that's well, it. Yeah. And I was I think like, yeah.
1: Yeah. And I, well, and this is the thing, right? Is that like, it's, it's so weird to me when we go back and judge like a TV show or a person or whatever based on like the standards we have of 2024 and be like, here's our standards yeah. now. And then we're going to judge someone who did something in the 90s, you know, and and expect that they n- knew where society was going to be thinking in 2024. And you know what? In 2024, we're going to say stuff that, you know, in 2034 or 44, people are going to look back and be like, I can't believe you said that in 2024. How dare you? You know, and it's like we think it's fine now. Right. But yeah. we don't know what's going to people are going to find offensive and. 10, 20 years' time, I you know?
0: I think uh, I thought about that the other day as well with, um, you know, some some terms that were you are used for, even, like, for R- Romanians, for example, or, like, mm. for, um, um, like, Romanian uh, gypsies from Romania, mm. you know, there were so many terms that, again, like, were on TV. Right. And, like, the TV reporter would be like, this now derogatory term yeah. person has done that and yeah. then again you look now at it and you're like oh actually you can't say that word anymore and like but ten yeah. the ten, 10 years ago it was fine again it's not to say it's morally f- acceptable it's just to say that at that time right those were the norms that like again people were like again like if someone gives you a tv script if you say y- you know you work yeah um, and he goes like okay that's what you read i guess so like that's what yeah. um, you are not going to question the you know the validity of that i guess but again it's it's a big it's a big whole thing i, w- I don't i can't remember where we started <laughs> but anyway yeah um yeah we got we got
1: sidetracked we but did get sidetracked that's but that's fine yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but yeah i just th- all that all that to s- to throw that in there in the, in the mix of I've got opinions on things, and I never get a d- an opportunity <laughs> to talk about <laughs> them talk on about a podcast. So well,
0: you know, you know. you've you got, um, yeah, just another fun fact before we move on. Um, you've got, the I think we just broke over 100 listeners yesterday. Nice. So, yeah, you've got 100 people who are going to listen to, hopefully, if they're going to re-listen. Yeah, they should but be. But, yeah, you you got the over 100 people who are going to hear
1: your opinions that you don't get to speak a lot. Good about <laughs> yeah, <laughs> good. And I hope every single one of them sends me a nasty email trying to cancel me. That's yeah, what was it, Tyson? Ty- yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tyson sucks at comedy. Doc, you know, at Gmail. So that's... <laughs> send me a really <laughs> <laughs> angry email. <laughs> no, I'm sure. Again,
0: it, 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 I wouldn't fault anything that's been said in here. I think it's a, it's a great. <laughs>
1: great podcast very very friendly so far yeah. um, should we talk about 2021 yeah let's talk about talk 2021 yeah man crazy year um so as i mentioned i i was uh i was uh i i used to be used to be married um actually and um we split up in 2021 but before that um a whole kind of series of like n- negative events had kind of happened um and there's a whole bunch of things just on my plate in that year. And I just, you know, y- I got to a point where I was like, I don't want to live anymore. And um, so, yeah, It and it, it didn't just happen overnight, but it was, you know, you get enough things kind of pile up on your plate and you're just like, I, I I can't, like, I'm not coping, you know? I'm not, like, really, s- you know, living here, and, and, and I just didn't want to live, so... Uh, Yeah, so I actually basically was staying with some friends and was meant to help one of them move, and I didn't show up. Um, I left a note for the friends that I was staying with, basically just thanking them for being good friends and saying, hey, you know, hope to see you in the next life kind of thing. But I didn't, like, specifically make any kind of, like, threats or comments of, like, I'm going to do this, and here's – you know, I just – I just was like, okay, I don't wanna I don't wanna live anymore and um all this yeah, all this bad stuff. I didn't wanna like live to like see all the bad stuff that was going on and so um yeah, so I basically just went walking, you know. I was like a, a weird suicidal Forrest gump, you know. I uh <laughs> he went running, but I, I just <laughs> went walking. I I didn't have the energy. Um but yeah, basically started in, in Canary Wharf, ended up in South End uh, um on the east coast of england um over a period of 3 days um and yeah basically just decided i was going to follow the river and you know i had a lot of thoughts in that time i had thoughts that it was a heat wave so i thought maybe i'll get heat exhaustion or heat stroke and just die that way kind of um i wasn't eating or drinking so um i was like okay let the heat take me but then in the nighttime it was like freezing cold and so I was, like, maybe hypothermia, you know? So I was, like, just opting for something. I wanted it to be sort of natural, you know? I don't <laughs> think I had the the guts to do something that was too drastic, like, you know, like, uh, I don't know, something too graphic, I guess. So, uh, yeah, so I had all these thoughts of, like, you know, maybe a lorry will hit me as it's going by at 100 miles an hour and I'm walking down. I'm walking down a, you know, major motorway that's got no pavements. You know, it's not made for pedestrians and stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, so the way that I so basically, yeah, I was like sleeping in a field and stuff like that or not really sleeping. But, um, yeah, it just was like I just I'm going to keep walking until I die, basically and hope and you know you look at like you look at a bridge and you think well the bridge isn't high enough i'll just break my legs or uh, there's water i know how to swim so i probably wouldn't drown and stuff like that but um yeah so basically i got to south end and it was like two in the morning i couldn't sleep and so i was like well i've gone as far east as i can go maybe i'll just start going north it's not a very big island um you know the uk but um i start walking north and across the street it's two a m there's no one around and I hear this woman yelling and she's like shes and i and I look over and I see this guy who's who's a massive you know massive like over six foot whatever guy and he's just he's just kicking the shit out of her uh he's he's beating her up and uh she is like half naked and and he's just kicking her. And every time she tries to get up, he just kicks her right back down. And I'm like, hey, what are you doing? And so I yelled across the street. And he just, no notice of me, didn't care. He takes her and he throws her in the in the back seat of his car. Um, and he's, he's like, locked her in the back of his car. And uh, so at this point, I pull my phone out to, like, phone the police. and um, And I'm... And then I'm on the phone with the police, giving them the details of the car and of the guy and and of what's happening and trying to figure out where I am. I have no idea where I am. I'm like, a, I'm in a car park I'm next to a hotel, whatever. And um, yeah, so I'm like yelling and trying to get a hold of the girl in there and be like, hey, police are on the way. Like, you need to stop what you're doing in there and stuff. So I eventually get her out of the backseat of the car and uh get her and i'm like okay let's go she's like they took my phone they threw it and i'm like don't worry about your phone we just need to get you away from these guys so we go and hide behind another car that's like a few cars away and uh this massive guy gets out like he's gonna beat me up and try and take her or whatever and and it was just at that moment that the police showed up and they uh and uh, he starts fighting with them. They have to take him down to the ground. It's like an episode of Cops, you know, or whatever in America. Um, and uh, so he's, they take him down to the ground, and they found drugs in the car and all this kind of stuff. And uh, yeah, so then, um, yeah, so so basically, the police were just like, "Hey, what's your name, your your date of birth, and your address?" And so I gave them my info, and they were like, um, you know we've we've spoken to the met police they've reported you as a missing person like are you aware that you're a missing person my phone had been off for like three days so i didn't know i was a missing person um so so yeah so they basically made me go back to london and then i got met at the train station and stuff like that and that was how i got discovered was basically but because i think at that time i was just like this guy can beat me up he can kick the shit out of me he can do whatever he, you know he could kill me that would probably do me a favor you know but this poor girl here she doesn't deserve to be raped or murdered or whatever they're trying to do to her so um so i was like i can die later but this girl needs my help right now and that was how i ended up coming back from my suicide attempt. it wasn't like i had a a moment of awakening where I was like, "Oh, I want to live! Uh, I'm so happy!" You know, it wasn't yeah. it wasn't like that. It was like, no, "I just didn't, you know, didn't work this time. I tried and I failed." But yeah, it wasn't like a, a happy kind of like, "Oh, I'm so happy! I want to live now." It was just like, "I don't want this girl to yeah. get kidnapped in front of me." So Shit, I'm the kind of guy I can never just walk past those types of things. You know, I've been in multiple situations like that. That was just this one, but. I've been in multiple situations where I've found myself in weird circumstances because I'm like, I can't just walk past this. I have to say something. And I used to volunteer with the police in Canada. I was volunteering with the Mounties there. Yeah, so I was a uh, volunteer there. And so, yeah, I've been in s- emergency situations wow. before. But, yeah, so it was just something inside of me that says, uh, I Fair can enough, sh- man. can't walk past wow, that. That's, so that's huge.
0: Yeah. And... W- what was it, like? Wh- and so you, down, it was like two in the morning. Yeah. And then you in the, I imagine in the morning you took the first the train back to London. First yeah. train back to London. Yeah. And then what? What's happened when you were back in London?
1: It's weird, man. It's weird when you come back from a suicide attempt. You know, it's like you don't know what. What do you say to people, right? Like, like lots of people started coming over to my flat and like, you know, coming to. I was basically under watch for like. 24 hours there always had to be someone in my flat with me. no way yeah because they were just like well we don't want them to go missing again so i think it was like it was probably two or three weeks that like people would like stay overnight in my spare bedroom or like whatever and uh so yeah so people don't want to leave your side when they know that you've just tried and so um but yeah then it's always like a weird situation you know if you go back to work or if you go to public settings that you've been in before, and you start seeing people, and they're like, "Hey, <laughs> everything okay?" You know, like, uh and then you're like, "What do I? What do I talk about?" Like, yeah. "Yeah, hey, you must have seen the news articles about me going missing and whatever." Wait, so you were on, you, there? Were news articles? Yeah, yeah. There was some. There was some news articles. There was some social. Me- like, I was all over Facebook, Twitter at Holy that time. Shit. Still Twitter, and yeah, because the the Met Police they released like a screenshot of yeah. Me in the, of what I was wearing that day. Um, so <laughs> wow. they found like a CCTV camera of me and they, they took a photo and they said, if you've seen this guy, you know, call us. That's mad. So I was all over. I was, I was put, and, and it's like, then that lives on, you know? Like yeah. That is, that's a very public way to try and commit suicide, you know? It, and I didn't expect it to go, like, th- I didn't think anyone would even notice I was missing, to be honest with you. Oh. I thought I would just go missing and, and no one would even notice or care. So the fact that like uh, there was so much like social media and appeals and stuff was very weird for me first of all um and then just yeah like you come back and you're like uh well uh yeah i, I tried and failed and i'm still here and now what do i do you know and and what what oh yeah wh- 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 what was that like yeah people kind of look at you a bit differently after that i think but only for a while, I guess. But
0: um, what's it like for you? Like, uh, for example, a month or two later, when you're, you know, thinking, uh, uh, it's a, yeah, uh, yeah it's it, it's such a, a weird. I mean, yeah, yeah. What 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 was it like? Because I know that this thing with like, but I unfortunately every time I think about like, oh, how do people look at 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 me or like yeah. at you or if you share this. It doesn't really matter because ultimately, like, the person who lives in your head is, is, is <laughs> you. Yeah. You know, but, yeah, I was just, uh, the thing is, it's, it's, it's really, uh, just for a bit of context, I think the first time when I kind of thought about um, any like life-ending scenarios, I was, I think, uh, 13 or 14. Yeah. You know, and then, but uh, it got to the extent where I think uh, a few months ago, uh, at the beginning of this year, mm-hmm. I, um, I, I, Basically, I was, like, sitting on the window of my my flat on the third floor. And the same, a part of me was like, you know what, nobody would give a shit. But then also, the logical part of my brain was like, bro, it's only third floor, and there are lots of bushes. And I thought, if I fall and then, again, break my legs or, like, break my back, I'm only going to live
1: a more miserable life. And it's not to say people would, but,
0: you know, it would be worse
1: than it is now. Like, I, I, I've met a guy who tried to do that. He tried to jump off a building, tried to commit suicide, and now he's just in a wheelchair for life, you know? Yeah, so y- so that's all that I could think of, you know? Yeah. I was just like, fuck, what am I supposed to do with
0: this? And then I remember, and this is th- luckily the last time when, uh, not luckily, because, uh, again, I still, like, sometimes I just, a couple of days ago, I was like, oh, I'm a piece of shit. Fuck yeah. this! But the last time when I actually had this a, a real struggle with it was actually uh, before I started recording the podcast.
1: Oh yeah, because
0: that's the whole reason why I started it. Because yeah. I, yeah, I was I was having this because uh, I, I was in a, I was in the I was doing the therapy in a hospital for um, for my uh, like borderline disorder. Yeah, and uh, I was I was still like, look, this is like really I don't know how it is. Like it, w- it was kind of working, but you know, it's just. Because it doesn't fix you, you know. It just teaches you how to live better, but it doesn't just stop the misery. Yeah. And uh, I was like, you know. But then I thought, look, I can't. You know, I can't. I I, I remember uh, I went to work, and um, I was in in uh, I was in uh, Irene's kitchen, and because uh, I was living with um, her and um, her um, like housemates, you know, all the time. And I was just looking at the knives, and I, I, I generally, I, d- I wanted that. I I thought, you know, I'm, j- I'm just gonna cut, like, cut my, my, my throat, or like, mm-hmm. cut my wrist. But the reason why I stopped is because I thought they don't deserve to clean the mess because it's like <laughs> so, you know. And then I, 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 I started walking to work, and then um, I, I went, mm-hmm. I because I was in Walton store, and I thought, you know, I would, I might just like fall in front of the tube, you know, because nobody's going to, you know, like, nobody no even might think that that's what I've done. Yeah. it. But then I've noticed that the fucking, the tube now, th- it breaks so heavily. Mm. And also, I think because it's the last stop that I was just, like, it would, I, I was just scared that it wouldn't be quick. Right. Because I was like, I don't want to fall and then have this, like, fucking train slowly, like, yeah. you know, breaking so I was like yeah. fuck okay that's not gonna work and then I, I ended up getting in work and uh, as I was in work I started um, uh, one of my my managers was like are you okay and I, I just started I was like I just don't want to leave man and I started like crying and yeah. um, anyway so yeah and then a few days later I chatted with one of my mates and uh, he's basically said this thing about well you know okay well what would you rather do just like not exist and that's it or would you rather be around and then maybe try to you know Prevent other people from feeling, or like maybe you know, bringing more awareness. So, like, oh, you know what, that's actually a good idea. And that's how the um, borderline podcast disorder was what? created. So, I this is for the listeners as well as for you. I had no idea about this story right so that when you when you when when i when i found out today i was like this is m- mad and thank you for sharing cuz i think that's course, um, also a way for people to um, understand a bit more about why you know this podcast is here but also thanks for sharing man that's that's wild that is yeah.
1: this is the real shit man i mean uh, yeah and i think people don't realize like when you struggle with uh, depression and you get to the suicidal point of depression, because I think you can have depression and not get to suicidal, but it does usually kind of go hand in hand. But um, there's so many things like that where you're thinking, hmm, yeah, okay, the window's not high enough, right? And yeah. uh, the train's not going fast enough, right? And And so you're like if i'm going to do it i want to do it right like i want to make sure that i get the job done yeah. i don't want to just like get injured i don't want to break my leg and then have to explain to people oh i tried to commit suicide and that's why i broke my <laughs> leg you know um so yeah so i had that when i was when i was missing i was like those lorries have to be going at like you start doing weird physics in your head <laughs> <Because> <laughs> yeah yeah, like, yeah yeah like at uh, what momentum does the lorry have to be going to yeah. actually kill like me like when do i yeah jump and yeah. yeah and and um how high does this bridge have to be before I jump off it and actually?
0: You know, yeah, well like the impact with the water because, like in the UK, right. they are actually quite deep. Uh, that's a bit of yeah, uh, yeah trivia. You case you're doing like a pub <laughs> quiz, yeah. Um, right. So apparently, like the the which is which is wild. I can't remember where I read it, but I think I read it in the UK that that's the most <laughs> unsuccessful way of suicide because uh. of the way the, the 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 bridges and like the way the like I guess the rivers are structured in England. Yeah. They actually. Like if you would fall unless uh, again, you'd probably be fine. Oh no fine. Right, you'll you yeah. get some bruises. Yeah. You know, might break something. Yeah. But you it's not um it's not like one yeah. of those when you watch it in movies with like American, like massive massive, like I don't know, thirty meters odd, you know, bridges and forty meters odd and stuff. And yeah. then the water has like loads of rocks and stuff. No, it's not nothing like it.
1: Yeah, if you're thinking about suicide, you're not thinking about just getting injured. Yeah. You're thinking about dying dying, like yeah ending all of it so um yeah but i think you know the weird thing is is as well is that like whatever those issues were that led you to that point of wanting to commit suicide like that was the thing was like i came back from my suicide attempt and those issues still existed right yeah it was like the things i was trying to avoid
0: were still there yeah
1: and like i was like you know like the the breakdown of my marriage and and like just like issues with, with family members and stuff like that. Um, yeah, so, like, these things that I had kind of wanted to just not live to see, I was like, oh, now i got to live to see them. You know? As well as that, I think, yeah. especially because
0: <laughs> this is actually the first time I'm telling, like, a wider audience. Because, like, Irene yeah. knew about some bits. Um, like, obviously, like, some close friends knew about some bits. But I can imagine for you as well, like, the explanation yeah, you know, because you're like, oh, you've been missing for three days. Uh, funny story. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because yeah. uh, like you said, now that's another t-
1: problem on top of your mm-hmm. original set of problems. Yep. That's wild, man. But yeah, 100%. Because it's just like everybody knows that you were missing Yeah, right? like at that point, right? It's not something that happened alone in my house. It was like, it was like, yeah, yeah it was a pretty public thing. So that's also like... Yeah. And then how do you, you you basically just hope that time puts that behind you mm-hmm. and that that's like enough time passes that maybe you meet people that don't weren't weren't around. You know, it's yeah. like, a, yeah, I'm tr- like, I've got like a lot of people in my life now who wouldn't know that story because yeah. I've never said it to them and they weren't there in 2021. So, yeah. you know, it's it's a different thing. But.
0: That's yeah. W- yeah, man. I don't know. Uh, what's wh- 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 what's what's like now? I guess. I mean, I, I know you're doing like loads of exciting, you
1: yeah. know, bits yeah. with
0: um, with your career. You know, sure. with your. your yeah. But then, yeah, like, uh, do you have, I guess, like any, um, uh, what's the word? Oh God, do you have any like? What's your coping? I guess mechanisms. Yeah. Or, do, or if, if for anything that's happening like now or
1: yeah yeah just a uh, heroin. <laughs> 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 For a second all the <laughs> class A's you know yeah. <laughs> Class A drugs um no, no I, I i thankfully uh I don't dabble in any drugs, actually, thankfully um, and I'm not judging people who do, but I'm just saying I just never got into it um but yeah, you know I think when you've got when you've got a mind like like what we struggle with, um your mind is not your friend. And that's a that's a song by the National. I love that song. Your mind is not your friend. And uh, but like, you are your own worst enemy. And uh, and I think that's what happens. You know, is like, it doesn't actually really matter how good my career is going, in terms of comedy and acting, and I'm doing all these big things, and I'm starting to get more opportunities. You know, I still at the end of the day think about how much of a piece of shit I am. Yeah, same. Yeah, and uh, and just like how I'm like single and alone or like you know you start to like you know you think oh i'm not good enough and i think that's the the main words that i probably hear myself say is i'm not good enough not a good enough friend not a good enough husband or not a good enough son or not a good enough comedian or whatever it could be you know and it's like so yeah those are like the the things i would and so it's it's the way i guess it's the way you speak to yourself and um the things that you hear, you know, where I've had like and, and so that's why it's weird. Like when I get like criticism, you yeah. know, I'm like, man, whatever <laughs> you, you <laughs> criticize me about, I've already criticized myself a yeah. hundred <laughs> times before. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. You could say anything and I'm like, yeah, I've heard that before yeah. from yeah. me. You know yeah, so I, I heard worse. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So I'm like, that's you know, it's it's such a weird thing when yeah, when you get that because you're just like, oh, that's not even the worst thing I've heard myself say, you know? So, um, yeah, the the issue with, with depression is that you have good and bad days. You have good periods where I can be like, you know what? I've, like, there's been times in my life where I've not felt even probably depressed for, like, s- several months or something, you know? Or, you know, you can go through, and, and the thing that always pisses me off here, you know, a little side tangent is when people go, Oh, it's maybe it's a seasonal thing. Maybe you've got seasonal affective disorder, the SAD. And uh I'm like, yeah, people do have that. Uh I don't think that's my case because I went missing in the middle of a heat wave. The weather was very nice in England at that time of year. Um and I've also felt very depressed when it's cold in the middle of winter, you know. So I actually don't think it matters what time of the year it is for me. I, I just struggle with depression. Yeah. You know, it's like it's got nothing to do with the the temperature or weather outside. So, uh, yeah. So I, I kind of and also especially when I I never actually spoke about my depression until 2021. Um, I never like told anyone I had it and, and was struggling with this. And I think there's a lot of stigma if you're a young, especially a young man, you know, um, yeah. You're like I'm, I'm. I'm. I'm a young man. I should. I, I'm confident. I'm, I've got career aspiration. Whatever it is, um, you have so many reasons why you shouldn't be struggling with this right now, and why you feel you almost like you feel, you feel depressed about being depressed. <laughs> you know, <it's laughs> like yeah. You're like I'm not allowed <laughs> to feel depressed. There's no, uh, and you feel even worse about yourself because of the fact that you do have it. Um, so yeah, so I I never really spoke about depression until. 2021 and that's why now i'm like i'm like yeah let's talk about comedians who have depression there's too many comedians who commit suicide or 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 die, you know I mean look at like i s- mentioned earlier robin williams you know yeah. like stuff like that like there's so many comedians that are that are just yeah. probably already on the verge and the on, on the edge of it and just don't talk about it you know? it's
0: yeah i think it, it, it's it's such an you know it's it's just so big yeah and Comedians and any any kind of person in any kind of like age, and I feel uh, sometimes in that, sometimes most of the times, I do believe that you know I- the fact that it's like the elephant in the room, you know. Because I you look, even when we started talking about it, I was like, oh, I don't know how to like approach this. <laughs> and because yeah. obviously, it's not something, um, it's something that you still perhaps you know, I you like now, for example, I will give a uh, like uh, again, a tr- trigger warning when I, sure. when I, when I, d- but, but also, again, it, it's real, you know, like it's happening, you know, we were talking shit. about, uh, for example, about like what, what your, your, like, um, yeah, your grandma's passing and because yeah. like she, she had to go for cancer. Mm-hmm. Suicide is just as real as cancer, you know, yeah. it's, and if, if, um, yeah, and I think if anything is, I remember when, um, for example like when my mom was in uh, my mom before my mom died instead of like cuz my mom was like under like intensive care for 14 days or 15 days mm-hmm. and um i remember someone again cause i can't remember who but some one of my family member was like you know maybe it's it's a blessing that you know she mm-hmm. was in intensive care for this like two weeks cuz then we've mentally prepared ourselves for the you know, for for her to, like, pass yeah. away, because we were like, yeah, d- every single day makes it more and more likely. You don't want to believe it, but is there a while, you know, if something happens suddenly where, uh, yeah, it's happened with uh, people that I know, you know, or people, friends of my friends, like, the, again, the guy was sa- saying about in uh, in April, I was like, you know, uh, apparently everyone at, like, his funeral was just very, like, weird and very sad and obviously not talking much. And I was like, you know, I don't, a part of me doesn't blame him, blame him because, like, you know, to get to the point where you like, and also apparently he was very like he was an up and coming musician, you know, like he was doing then again like career wise he was doing well. Like he was, I think he was in a relationship. He was having all the, like these things around, but he was just not talking about, you know, like there was no sort of like openness. Like oh, this is in my head. Maybe if I put it out there, it's just gonna stay in my head. Because I agree, and I I find it. Again, even with this podcast, where, yeah, I agree with you that like my mind is like my my worst like nightmare sometimes. But that's why I'm. I guess sometimes because I, I used to uh, I criticize myself on uh, on not doing a lot, mm-hmm. but then I realized I'm not doing a lot physically because the amount of times I'm just like my mind is okay. Like I can sit on the couch for hours and then be like, oh, I'm exhausted. But that's because in my head I go from. Oh, thinking about something that's happened in the past, or what's going to happen, like worrying about the future, thinking about like how something might not go right, thinking about how something didn't go right before, and hating myself over. And then oh, what is this like? Where is this fatigue coming from? Like I I remember sometimes yeah, from gigs. You know, I have a good gig and I'm like, well, you know what? The gig was nice, but I'm still a piece of shit. Yeah. (laughs) How do you, (laughs) you know, like how do you explain that? And then like I said, when someone goes, well, actually, that was shit. I'm like, oh, trust me, shit is a very kind word to describe me as a person compared to, like, what I think about, so,
1: yeah, no, I don't, um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if you get those, like, those post-gig blues, like, I get that, like, especially when we were talking earlier about traveling, you know, like, it's really, like, it's hard when even having a good gig where I've just, like, smashed it out of the park, and then I gotta go back to a hotel room by myself and just, like, sit there and just pretend like that didn't happen, like, I get, like, I get why people go into, like, cocaine or whatever because they want to like keep that high Mm. going you know whereas like and they it's like it's a very weird thing to just go from like this great gig everyone's like man that was really funny and then you're like now you're just sat in a hotel room by yourself going all right hate my life you know so uh, those are the weird things and and again i think these are just stuff that like no one talks about you know and a lot of times when people talk about depression it's almost like um, they want to hear, like, the success stories of, like, oh, yeah, I used to yeah. be depressed, and now <laughs> I'm fine, <laughs> right? And now I'm better. Yeah. And I, w- I always used to, like, be like that. When I was, like, in the midst of it, in the thick of it, I would, like, hear those stories. I'd be like, you know what? That's great for you, but that's not my story, right? Yeah. And so I'm, like, so I, I much rather hearing the stories of, like, people that are still, like, yeah, I'm uh, like I still struggle with depression. You know, rather than being like I used to uh, but then I got fixed and now I'm all better now. Yeah, you yeah. know, it's almost like no, talk about it like as it's like I don't have all the answers to like help other people fix their depression. I just hope that they live, you know, like uh, like I don't know. It's it's um yeah, it's I think there's much more like genuineness and authenticity that comes with being like yeah, you're right. Like the the people that came up to me when I was in those really, really dark moments and instead of trying to be like, Well, you know, just look at the bright side of life or like they throw out these like trite sayings like yeah. Don't worry, it'll be better tomorrow or you know, tomorrow's another day. You know? I just like hated, like cringed at every time someone would be like, Oh, don't don't worry, things are gonna get better, you know be like no they're not like that's how i feel right now Mm -hmm. and the people that would come to me and would just sit there with me and maybe not say anything or maybe just be like yeah you're right that's fucked up be like thank you i'm like thank you just for like acknowledging and being like you're right it is fucked up like yeah i'm glad that you're not trying to fix it you're not trying to you know gloss over it with some sort of like oh they're in a better place you know it's like no you're right like i i we don't grieve well as as like a western society i think there's there's other cultures that grieve very well and and a lot of western societies are just kind of like don't think about it just let me throw out a trite saying that's like you know they're in a better place don't cry don't don't feel any emotion well, yeah. I think it's, it's, it's such
0: a valid emotion, you know. I think yeah. um, through the therapy bits that I've done, there were one of the biggest things that I've learned is that there is no such, a, I mean there is no such a thing as a good and bad emotions. Yeah. It's just emotions, period. And like sure. again, you have the right to feel angry, you have the right to feel happy, you have the right. And actually, one of the, um, I guess, one of the uh, other skills that y- I've learned was the thing of like coping ahead, where you actually acknowledge the fact that you know you're, again, you're in a Bad situation, but then now you're trying to like make things or like uh, you're trying w- whatever you can to you know improve it or again just allow to live with it. So I agree with you. I feel like uh, everything, um, I think naturally we like like, again, yeah, success stories. I think it's just like the way ev- mo- most of the things work, yeah. and it's beautiful. I think it's cute. You know, he it made it's like great. some amazing movies, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I agree that sometimes you just gotta acknowledge that yeah something like it just stays there. And I actually, you know, I was thinking about it the other days that because um, yeah, since <sighs> so since like May when it was uh, pretty heavy the the episode and then uh, the one in like uh, September, yeah. Um, I wasn't. Uh, I'm f- like I'm again sometimes I'm not great, but overall not too bad. You know. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Even though like physically I was I was I was ill but um sometimes i I, <laughs> I had this thing where i'm um, this is the first time cuz actually i used to have episodes back in the day and i just thought oh okay hopefully this is the last one and then it comes again and i'm like fuck not again yeah. and now i'm i think a, a couple of weeks ago i had th- the weirdest type of uh, what like um, the imposter syndrome mm-hmm. i was like am i still you know am i still like Depressed? Or am I still like right. suffering? Do I still have boredom? And then, and then yeah. I went to work and I, I, after like a couple of hours, I was like, fuck. I was like, yeah, okay. Yeah. But it's, yeah. you know, it's the weirdest type of like, I, I guess to me at least, it was the weirdest type because I've been in like green rooms with like professional comedians yeah. and I didn't feel as uncomfortable right. as in my head where I was like, can I actually call myself as. You know, like a a person who lives with, uh, you know, like depression, like anxiety or, you know, borderline where I haven't had it in like a month. Yeah. (laughs) And just the acknowledgement that these things can happen all year around. And you can, again, you can wake up or, like, sometimes I just pick up a plate and I'm like, oh, I fucking hate everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: literally, <laughs> man. Yeah. And it's, like, the moments that you start to think, like, life's going pretty good. I'm doing pretty well. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it hits you and you're like, nope, life's not going pretty good and I'm not doing pretty well. And I think that's that's the thing is, like, so if if you, like, ask me, like, how are you doing, like, today? I can be like, yeah, today's fine. Yeah, I don't know if I want to, like, be depressed tomorrow, you know? Like, I don't yeah. know. But, like, I can tell you, like as of on this day that we're recording, I'm like, okay, I'm doing okay today today is a good day, but it l- when you live with depression, like that is all I can give you i can't I can't say you yeah. know I can' say maybe how the past few months have been or the past whatever um but it's it's day to day man and and I think people want to just like and it's almost like when they ask you like how are you doing you know it's like they 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 want to know how you're really doing but they don't want you to be like no I'm actually not doing so great they're like yeah oh <laughs> it's like if if someone was to be like hey you're right and you're like no and they're like oh yeah he goes <laughs> right, oh. <laughs> like, oh great i wasn't expecting you to say that well yeah, hopefully you'll be better you know <laughs> yeah
0: every what? Well, well, wait because you said it earlier where you're like well you know Every tomorrow is gonna be a new day. Tomorrow's (laughs) a new day, yeah. Every cloud (laughs) has a silver lining, you know. It's just (laughs) like
1: all these stupid things that we say that we're just like, oh, shut up and just acknowledge how shit life is sometimes. Sometimes, exactly, and just take it,
0: leave it there, you know. Just like allow it for it to be what it is. Yeah, and then move on at, the, at an acceptable pace, but not to be... No, I shouldn't. Because, uh, yeah, it's weird. I think as a, ch- as, a, as a kid as well, when I was... Yeah. Uh, and even, actually, I, I think it was even as an adult, and I think even of people who are, say, older than me, and they are just started to, like, think about, like, you know, seeing a therapist or, you know, starting, like, yeah. to even, like, speak to a GP or something like this, and they're like, I don't think... I, I think it's too late for me. Like you know, it's... it's it's n- it doesn't have, like, a time stamp. You're like, no. oh, I'm in my 20s, I can't be depressed. I'm in my 30s, I can't be depressed. I'm in my 40s, I can't be depressed. And then, like, oh, I'm in my 60s, I can't be depressed because I'm almost, like, getting retired, and I'm retired already. Yeah. I've, you know, no, 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 no. It can It can happen any time, and just ac- just accept it. Just pe- You know, okay, is there something I can do? What can I do? How can I, you know... And I think that's why I was asking you earlier about, like, you know, whether you have like any sort of, you know, uh, support in place where you're like, oh, I guess, you know, I'm if you whether you're seeing some someone regularly or whether yeah. like, obviously knowing the resources, you know, like knowing there are people. And I think to you it was like hearing it from you. It was such a massive thing where, like, you know, expecting for you to just like. Vanish and then mm. actually, so many people are reaching out and you know, being like bomb, you know, overwhelmed in some sort of way by the uh, yeah, you know, that it, it's yeah, it's incredible. It's
1: yeah. yeah, but you still, you know, you still get the thoughts of like, well, where were you when I wasn't suicidal, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, where were you when I was doing okay, you know, yeah. and then those people kind of drop off the map, but yeah, I didn't really answer the kind of coping stuff apart from my answer of heroin um <laughs> but uh yeah you know honestly like i think that doing what i love is what is like my therapy right now so um i've done therapy like a uh, you know i i'm a big advocate i did i did it for over over a year and and i w- and i always like have the guy's number that i can nice. I, like i know i'm like i wouldn't hesitate to s- send him an email yeah. or whatever and um go back to it so I think it's a it's a it's a matter of like me just being like well when does it get to the point that I feel like I need to go back but um you know I remember uh, like I did I did the 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 counseling pretty straight for you know like a year straight or whatever it was and then and then I was like okay I want to know what it's like trying to ride the bicycle without the the kind of uh the support yeah, yeah supporter yeah and um so i was like okay how can you know can i see if i can because ri- they try to give you the tools right to be like here's how you can, you can cope, cope yeah. on your own when yeah. you're not doing therapy and so i was like okay well i want to see what my life would look like if i was not in therapy but was trying to use the tools and um can i do it and then there's been times where i've been like nope i'm not coping um i'm not coping on my own or with the tools or whatever so i go back to therapy i got no problem with that um so i have done that before um where i took a break from therapy and went back but um yeah so currently not not in therapy but um always willing to go back you know it's like always like it's like you're almost like you know i like the analogy of the gp because yeah. you go to the gp when you when you're sick yeah. and the gp hopefully gives you some tips of what to do yeah, yeah. to to be less sick yeah. you know um but you know w- with physical things if you've got physically a broken leg people can see that yeah. and they're like oh okay that's healing that's that's um that looks like it hurts you see this physical thing with with depression it's always an internal thing nobody else sees it there's yeah. no bruises or anything like that that people can see when you just are in your head, you know? And so when you're sa- when I'm saying, what we're saying about, you know, your mind is not your friend and stuff like that, it's like um, nobody else sees that. Depression yeah. is an internal thing until you make it external, until you tell someone about it, then it becomes external. It's like, oh, I was the only one up until. 2020 I was probably the only one apart from my partner who mm. it was just me and her those were the only two people in my life who knew that I had depression um because I would reckon I've struggled with it since my uh teenage years mm. um but I never told anyone right so I struggled and it was internal I didn't tell anyone she didn't tell anyone it was internal and then it got to the point where it was like oh now it's external now I've talked to other people, people I worked with, people I had as friends in social circles, whatever. Obviously, putting it out on a podcast is an external way of being (laughs) like, hey, (laughs) there's something happening in my brain and it's not nice, it's not cool. Um, So, yeah, so I tried to really just dive headfirst into the comedy and um, into the acting and, and just trying to do these things that, it's like you said before, you know, it's like I do it because it makes me happy, you know, and, uh, if it gets to a point where it's not making me happy anymore, then there's no point doing it, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, so it's like the same with jokes, right? You are like if I'm not happy with this joke, I'm not going to keep telling this joke. joke. Yeah. Um, and it's the same with anything. So I think that was why I knew, I knew I needed to leave that, that homeless charity because it got to a point where it was just so toxic and it was, yeah actually quite a huge cause of my stress and i had to take a lot of time off work i got signed off from my gp because of the work related stress of going through that whole disciplinary hearing of like hey we're gonna fire you and deport you for being a comedian like that definitely was a contributing factor to my depression like yeah i I can't deny that so um i was like yeah i've got uh, so i had to take time off work because i was like i can't just go into work and pretend like yeah, people I was don't want fine. to get rid of me, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. yeah it was uh, a lot of things like that. So I just, you know, try and find. Uh, and I always hate when people just say, well, just speak out about it. You know, if you're struggling, just talk <laughs> to someone. You're like, when I'm struggling, that's the last thing I want to do is uh, talk yeah. to someone. You know, like the people are always like, I've got uh, I've got people that are just like, yeah, just text me if you ever need me. And then it gets to the point. Like, I remember one time I was like feeling pretty low. It was like 10 o'clock at night. And the first person who I could, or some of the only people I could think of to to text were like people that were like, um, you know, parents of kids and stuff like that. And I was like, well, it's 10 o'clock. This guy's probably put his kids to bed. You know, he's probably like, he doesn't want to get a text from me right now saying I'm suicidal at this mm. time of night, you know? <laughs> so mm. there's like, it's not a convenient time for me to be <laughs> suicidal right now. <laughs> So uh, I always like yeah. So I never reached out. I never would text the people that would tell me like just reach out because I was like well, you need, like you don't need a text from me right now saying I want to yeah. kill myself you know yeah. That's <laughs> what yeah. I mean I I, I I've you know in, in in
0: um there are some similar similarities I, I've seen I d- I done that before where I was like uh, maybe not now maybe I'll I'll reach out tomorrow you know. And I'll uh, just might uh, not be there tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <but laughs> I, I, yeah. I, sometimes I think I actually uh, I did it once to to one of my uh, close friends where I was like, ah, funny thought I had last night. But I'll actually, uh, I, however, once I did message, I think it was in November last I- last I- the year just gone. No, sorry, two years ago. Um, I uh, I texted one of my mates. I was like, uh, I think I'm just gonna. Like jump in front of the first train, Mm. and he just, (laughs) and then he just replies, "Don't," Mm. and I was like, "It's generally like when I saw that reply, I was like, okay." But you know, in one hand, it was like because for a while I felt very guilty. I was like, "Am I just like attention seeking here?" But then I realized that it was kind of in my head. I was like, "Fuck yeah!" It was kind of like the obviously it's so, I guess clear, yeah, don't fucking jump in front yeah, of the train. Yeah. But at that the time I was like, no, I think this is the only option. Yeah. Like, yeah, to me I was like, yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. And it's to usually
1: suicide is a last resort. Yeah. Like you've only gotten to the point of actually thinking of suicide because you've like, like I, I'd got to that point where I was like, I've done everything else. I've done therapy. I've, I've taken medication. I've chatted to people. I've spoken out about it. Yeah. And yet I still want to kill myself. So I was like, what else can I do? You know, and People are always like, "There's more you can do," and I was like, "Nope. What? <laughs> what else? You know? Yeah. If you've given me four <laughs> things to do and I've done all four of them, fifth thing is suicide." I know? remember
0: um, I had because uh, I have like uh, I, I suffer from something called like late insomnia, which is a bit better at the moment, but I don't st- I don't go to bed as early as I like to. Anyway, hmm. when I was doing this, um, my I was tra- chatting with a GP, and then she was like, are you doing this? I was like, yes, are you doing this? So I was like, yes, hmm. are you doing this? Because I've learned, like, the, the yeah. I I can tell you what's on the sleep hygiene, yeah. like, sheet right yeah. now, word by word. Maybe not word by word, but. yeah. And then she was like, oh, it looks like you're doing everything. Uh, she was like, oh, that's brilliant. It looks like you're doing everything uh, everything you have to. And I was like, well, it's not brilliant, because I'm doing everything I, <laughs> yeah. c- I can, and yet I'm still not sleeping well. Right. And she was like, yeah, I know, that's a bummer. And I was like... Are you roasting me right yeah. now? Yeah. <laughs> Even yeah. though, again, incredible doctor. I'm very grateful for her because with her referral, I I got diagnosed with the borderline stuff. But okay. I just remember at the time when when she because uh, yeah, in, in in my head was also like, well, I've done that. Yeah. You asked me to do this. I've done it. You asked me to read. I did. You asked me to not use my phone between. I did. You asked me all these things, and yeah. y- yet I'm still, you know in the same or like i f- i feel the same way that i felt earlier right Like, yeah that's it i guess i've you know i've i tried it didn't work fuck it yeah but no sometimes it's yeah. uh i read the, there was a book about bpd and the the guy was like oh just give me 5 minutes and uh, sometimes i do do that I do that you know sometimes i'm like you know let me just give myself 5 minutes and see if in 5 minutes i feel just the way i feel now hmm. or uh, to the same intensity because apparently it's a it's a psychological thing that Like, emotions only last like Forty seconds or something
1: like that. No way.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I call Appa- bullshit on that. Apparently, <laughs> they, they apparently is the is the after thing that's like dragging along, but like the intensity of an emotion only goes up for forty seconds, and then the rationalization, and everything comes in the hand, and the hmm. like it adjusts. In, you know, it's like a a spike, right? It's slowly again with sometimes it's more drastic than other times okay and um, yeah because I I did the I had like the I have the whole book uh, when I was in the they were like yeah look you have this intensity and then what do you do and I've noticed sometimes when I'm like again in work or like Mm. sometimes when I'm at the gig and I'm like oh fuck I hate my life and then then I look wait don't do anything just wait and I'm like fuck okay and I, I, I do set up like a two minutes timer on my phone really and I just do nothing I'm trying to like just Whatever is in my head, just fucking clean it up. Mm-hmm. And then after two minutes, it comes back again. Yeah. and I'm like, yeah, it's not like, you know, I, I could have been because I, I can't remember what I was at, the, at an open mic. Uh, I don't know, but yeah, it was the gig actually, mm-hmm. which was, uh, ba- but yeah, I remember just I was entering the gig and I wasn't on the sheet. And this guy goes like, yeah, you're not performing. Tonight. I was like, no, I'm, I'm f- I am performing tonight. That's why I travel all the way yeah. here. <laughs> and I show. And a part of me was like, just fuck. Like I was thinking, you know, I'm just gonna throw my phone. I'm probably gonna go and just like cause I didn't want to like hit someone, but I was like, I saw the speaker, I'm just gonna like punch the speaker, yeah. So that I'm like, you know what? If you fuck my night, fuck everyone else's night, and mm. then I'm just gonna. And then as I was looking for the email, I could feel like my I could see my hand like shaking, and I thought, oh okay, let me just stop, and I just stopped scrolling, and I just mm. stopped like doing anything, which is weird sometimes because people are, like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, just give mm. me a minute. And i was like okay fine and i got the email i was like there you go
1: right right yeah, yeah. man wow it's that's wild but yeah i haven't heard that before because sometimes those like and i think that's what's so exhausting is when those emotional states feel like you're like i've been feeling like this for several hours now and i'm not seeing any moment of letting up you know so those are what is exhausting you it's know. it's strange because
0: i've been like one of the things that i've i i try to do is i do um it's something called like um describe your emotion okay. so rather than being like oh i'm not feeling good is it sad is it angry is it so then the focus only on one because right. that and again to me like historically in the <laughs> in the last few months since i started doing it um it helps me because it feels less overwhelming because i'm like rather than feeling like oh i'm, f- I'm feeling i'm feeling s- bad, like, no, no, I'm feeling, okay, am I sad or am I angry? Or am I emotional? Or am I, like, you know, um, sometimes I do feel melancholic, you know, because I'm, oh, I miss my parents. Mm. And I'm like, okay, cool. I'm not feeling bad. I am emotional. Or I'm not feeling bad. I'm feeling sad. Or I'm not, I'm angry. Yeah. And the amount of times when I realize I'm I'm fucking angry. Yeah. And then I just focus on that angry and it makes me less tired because I don't just, like, you know, because I... I I had like for my first uh, one of my therapists, I gave them this analogy of saying that, oh, I feel like I'm a boxer and, you know, I'm just like dodging, 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 dodging. dodging, And at some point I'm just like, I'm just going to leave my guard down and going to let the other guy beat me because I just can't be asked with dodging. Yes. That was my yeah. analogy about yeah. it. Where yeah. I was, like, that's yeah. how I feel tired. I was, I'm just constantly fucking tired of right. this. You know, it's just it's just the constant days, weeks, months where I'm and I was just like, Yeah, sometimes I just want to like let my guard down. Yeah. And again, somehow because of the because of the I, mean, I don't know if it's because of these things or, you know. And I, again at times like that's the thing, it's it's not um it's not a switch, you know, it's not like an on and off. Yeah. It's it's like I feel like it's more like a dimmer. <laughs> you know, it, c- yeah. it can, like, go really high. And also, like, unfortunately, you can't control it. You just got to be right. – a- acknowledge it. And, look, I think one of the things that really helped me um was that I, I feel much more comfortable now to ask for – because, you know, people go, oh, if you need five minutes, just ask for five minutes. I yeah. never used to do that. Well, now I'm like, actually, I need – because I also found out only a cou- uh, month ago that I have sensory overload. So sometimes, yeah, like when the environment is like a bit too hectic and it's uh, like too many things happening at once, it can like trigger me. Yeah, and um, I, I sometimes go, look, I need, I need five minutes, and I just lock myself in a changing room at work, for example. Yeah, and I just sit there, and this idea of oh no, I gotta just let it, you know, just either power through or anything. I am like, no, I I just gotta. I guess like you know, you are saying in a weirder way, I am going to say now, but like, Mm -hmm. you know, enjoy, uh, accept the moment sure accept yeah. the sadness accept the depression just be like okay cool i'm no well okay sitting down helps and then i go back out and sometimes even just acknowledge that it's not worked cuz i'm i go out and i'm like no i'm going back in yeah <laughs> this yeah. kind of stuff it's really it's really wild man but you know what thank you so much for um for doing this And thank you for for sharing everything of course, that you have um hope to see you again in our uh, studio is there anything you want to chat about anything you want to um, wrap it up basically with, or anything you want to add up to the folks listening.
1: Um, well, you know, you can you can check me out on at uh, Tyson Comedy on uh, on Instagram. That's probably the best best way to to support uh, to make sure that I can get work as a comedian because apparently that's all that matters. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter how funny I am and how many jokes I tell. I just need more Instagram followers, so I I make funny videos. I post some funny videos. I Hope people would like that. So um, that be the b- that would be the my na- My main plug would be at Tyson Comedy, and then just check out what I'm doing and come support. You know. Yeah, and for
0: anyone living in London, you know, um, try out the comedy nights that um, Tyson's uh, running, organizing, or even just participating in. Do you post often? like your uh, schedules I do like?
1: yeah yeah I try I try to let people know where I'm going to be um and try to say hey here's where you could catch me if you want to come I mean we literally just said that people don't follow <laughs> yeah, on don't social media yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <And they're like, laughs> well
0: at least you, you <laughs> still try I But like, I still yeah.
1: let people know um yeah. so there's no excuse I get so many people that are just like hey tell me where you're performing and then I do and then they don't show up
0: Oh but my yeah. my favorite uh, is um sometimes I go to, um, uh, I meet basically people socially, you know, either yep. through like uh, uh, my partner or either through work or whatever. Yeah. And they're like, "Oh, where are you performing?" And I'm like, "Oh, actually, you know, because actually, I've I've just got an email. I'm I'm booked in Angel for the Monday Raw. but still, for the first time, I'm doing Angel uh, in February. Yeah. And um, yeah, and then people are like, "Oh, wh- 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 when you're doing a gig?" And I'm like, "Oh, actually, as a matter of fact, I'm doing one on this day. And I was like, "Ah." Oh. Doesn't work yeah. any other time, I'm like, don't fight, this don't <laughs> ask me anymore, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because it's so heartbreaking when someone's like, yeah. I'd love to come and watch, and I'm like, oh, actually, I'm doing this, and then I'm doing this on
1: a Thursday, and I'm doing yeah. this, on, oh, it doesn't work for me, man. I was doing like, <laughs> like, like anywhere from 10 to 15 gigs a month, and people still were just like, ah, you know, uh, yeah, yeah, or yeah. they would just be like, yeah, maybe I'll try and make it out to that one, and then they don't, they don't, yeah,
0: but yeah. Okay. Well, lovely to have you here. Thank you, man. Thank you for uh being the first um person sitting on uh, on the new studio setup. Yeah, thank definitely. For, um, can I can I put my trousers back on now
1: as a um Uh, let's take a picture first <laughs> and then <laughs> yeah, and then you're fine. <laughs> Good. Yeah. I I didn't know why you asked me to <laughs> take those <laughs> off, but I was just here for it, you know? And Yeah, well, <laughs> thank you. I I did enjoy uh, the works. Yeah, that's um, great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Cheers, man.
0: That's it. Thank you for listening and uh hope you're coming back next week. Look after yourselves and stay skillful. Bye for now.